0: So, diving straight into things, uh, we, meaning my wife Amanda and uh, my Amanda's brother Josh and our longtime listener Sarah, his new wife, uh-huh. uh, went to Love It or Leave It the other day at the University of Houston campus. And uh, yes. I actually don't listen to a ton of podcasts right now, so I haven't listened to a lot of the Pods of America, Love it or Leave It, all that stuff in a long time. Uh, but holy shit, it was hilarious! It was so much fun. Uh, I realized I miss that kind of humor, like, uh, love it's humor so much. And, uh, it was fantastic. And I have to say as a, uh, podcast purveyor such as ourselves, uh, and editing these shows, which we do in our little rooms and it's easy to like edit around noises and stuff. I don't understand how that thing's going to edit. I'm very curious to listen back to it. There's like people heckling him all the time. He, he (laughs) rolls with everything. It was, that was great. Uh, the laugh track of the actual laughter that are people there, like just editing around that alone has got to be so goddamn hard. Um, yeah. but I'm kind of fascinated uh, to listen back now because there's some segments. It's funny, like little jokes that uh, didn't quite work and he was going to Dallas and he's like, I'll try this again in Dallas. See how that one works. You know? So I wonder if <laughs> that's even going to be in there or not. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff. But, uh, it was, it was really pretty awesome and it's, uh, it was a hell of a political week. So, uh, to yeah. say the least. So we had a lot to talk about, which was great
1: um i listened to the episode oh, okay. actually Perfect. came out this morning mm-hmm. uh the saturday that we're uh, we're talking here and uh i can swear i heard you i believe oh, you, you were the guy that was like <laughs> yeah and then like later you
0: were like uh-huh you could hear so, my you can hear my i like, guess i do a special clap it. yeah it's th- yeah
1: yeah it's rhythmic mm. yeah absolutely the rhythm uh, and at one point, like as he was talking like mid sentence for, uh, for John Lovett there, uh, I heard somebody in the background go, I have a podcast called let's talk about stuff. You should listen to it and give it five stars. Also follow us on social media, <laughs> not on Facebook though. I remember that. Yeah. It's very specific. I'm mean, like, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to, to miss, but it was, it was
0: still pretty good. Yeah. Because, you know, well, I tried to sneak it in there. Uh, I'm yeah. glad that they kept it in. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. They they had a person on stage. I can't remember all their names right now, but uh, one of them had, had said that she was surprised at how much he let people heckle. And he was <laughs> yeah. like, all right, well, I have these rules. Did he talk about that? Was that in there? He did, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. He
1: mentioned it. Um, there was only like one heckler that actually showed up on the podcast, okay. but uh, oh, he said tons. that he had like specific rules that they followed. Yeah. So they let him in and then he referenced like not the ones from earlier yeah. or whatever. So those aren't in there, but yeah. I'd be interested,
0: yeah, to listen back now. Cause yeah, he was like, rule number one, they have to have confidence. You gotta just mm-hmm. really shout it out there. And like two or three was like you have to like enunciate or something like that. Like you have to be clear <laughs> so they can understand yeah. you. Um yeah. there was one chick, he was he was talking about the first uh gay character in the MCU uh showed mm-hmm. up in Endgame finally after twenty-two movies. And it yeah. was the one of the directors, uh, I think it was Joe Russo, um, yeah. who didn't have powers and stuff. And he was just in a scene with Captain America where he was like in a support group. And this one chick kept trying to say over and over again that there's some gay character in Deadpool or Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't hear her and she just kept doing it. And I was cringing for her because she clearly was confident, but nobody cares. And, yeah. uh, and he was like, finally, he heard her and he was like, fuck that. We were talking about the MCU. Or whatever, yeah. you know, like <laughs> yeah. get out of here. He with knows that. the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just said Marvel, but we all knew what he was talking yeah. about. He was just like, yeah. stop. Sometimes I have this like weird urge. Like I'm a I'm a pretty generally like quiet individual, especially in public and stuff. But sometimes I have this urge to like shout something out, and I immediately am like, you're not funny. Do not try this. <laughs> and some people just like, really don't have that filter. They just really want to shout out everything. Um, it just really surprised well, me how much he allowed it, though.
1: It's funny, too, because, like, you could also hear that on the podcast. Somebody, like, kept yelling something inaudibly, and then you heard a voice pipe up. Hey, my name is Stephen Fisher, and you need to be quiet and shut up forever. Also, listen to my podcast. Give it five stars on iTunes.
0: Got to get those plugs in there, man. Yeah. Look, I I took the movie theater approach. You know, this was a more Mm -hmm. fun environment. Obviously, the house lights were up. It's not a movie theater. But I was like, everybody shut the fuck up. Yeah. I came here to listen to John Lovett. He's the funny one we paid. The clown on stage, right? Right. He's (laughs) got it. The rest of you fuckers don't have anything going on. Except for (laughs) me. Listen to my podcast.
1: (laughs) dance for me cloud. Also <laughs> earlier I said iTunes. I really meant Apple Podcasts, but you get it. Yeah. That was at the 48 minute mark, so you know. <laughs> I had I had to fix it.
0: Yeah. So you just even <laughs> got you, I could tell. <laughs> All right. I got to say I got the podcast sweats going on in here. I'm in oh. a new room editing and or not editing, but recording in my uh, in my house and it is a room that I believe I realize now I uh, I think I close the vent on cuz we don't go in here very often. And mm. I didn't want to uh, spread the AC. And uh, I'm regretting that now. Just, uh, just to say I might take off my mm. from sugar in this, Brendan, going to get interesting.
1: Look, it's the United States. The only thing we spread is
0: measles, baby. <laughs> Bring it back.
1: <laughs> Make America great again, right? <laughs> That's right. Hey, you don't tell me what I can and can't do. If I want to have a
0: measles outbreak destroy the United
1: States, well, I'm going to do it. <laughs>
0: There was a a chick on that podcast that brought up measles And she was uh, saying that somebody There's like a a meme going on now Where they're passing around Brady Bunch uh, Like memes (laughs) of an episode Where they all got measles And it was just fun because they got to stay home And they're pointing out like Oh, see, it's not that big a deal And she was like, yeah Because when that came out Polio was around So the measles (laughs) didn't look quite as bad I was like, holy fuck (laughs) So good God, Get vaccinated, yo
1: well, to my knowledge, the Brady Bunch was in fact a documentary, right? Like, it's oh. it's not like they could have just mm-hmm. had writers come in and write whatever they no. want, you know, to make things spin things in
0: a positive way. No, 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 no. that's ridiculous. That was, yeah, that's not how we do things. Uh, and it was like one episode; everybody was fine. Just got to miss some school. Totally, mm-hmm. totally, how it happens. Don't yeah. worry about it. You're not going to die. Probably might. Probably right. might. Sure.
1: I've got my fingers crossed. <laughs> Look, I already paid for the headstone, okay?
0: Oh, yeah, so you,
1: you want to use it. I, I predetermined my death date, and uh, it's coming up very soon, so <laughs> you I... You get a discount
0: if you had them engrave it when you bought it. Yeah. So you went ahead and it. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And sense. in
1: this case, you literally get what you pay for, so I'll be checking out. <laughs> Is it going to be before the 100th episode? I don't know. <laughs> Spoilers, Yes. <laughs>
0: Uh Uh-oh, we're never going to make it there. (laughs) We're close. I'm just going to stop. Mm -hmm. No radio contact at 99, baby.
1: Well, look, we can throw a uh, a Yeti mic in my coffin. Oh, okay. And just record that dead silence and the sounds (laughs) of centipedes crawling through my skull for that (laughs) 100th episode spectacular.
0: Sexy. People are going (laughs) to love that one. It's going to be like very very hip. I don't think anybody else has done that podcast-wise.
1: That's right, yeah. You know what? We're breaking barriers here. Damn straight. When we're, when we're talking about inclusion society, <laughs> uh, what about the dead?
0: Hello. Okay. Yeah. Look, and if you came back as a zombie and we continued the show and it, your side was just grunts, uh, mm-hmm. which happens sometimes anyway. Um, yeah. That sounds great. I think that would be also. <laughs> 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 now I want to see Tim Allen, like a home improvement, <laughs> come back as a zombie. It's perfect. It writes itself. I want to see this this new episode spin-off thing they, they, they can do with this.
1: You love Tim Allen as Tim the Toolman Taylor. What happens when Tim Allen dies? Oh? Uh, uh. Exactly. <laughs> you
0: did it yourself. I really did, kind of naturally, like, oh. Yeah. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, so, Brent... What do you say uh, we are doing it? Hell yeah. All right. Sweet. Uh, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. And uh, today we're going to talk about some pop culture catch-up because we've been doing so many other things lately, and I have so much to talk about. Things mm-hmm. I mostly have seen, some movies, stuff like that, some TV shows, and uh, I got a comic yep. book in there, so. <gasps> wow. Oh, exciting. mm Children's literature, huh? <laughs> That's what I call it. <laughs> hey, do you go to it's free comic book day that we're recording this? It is, you, it is free comic
1: book day today. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Did you get any good stuff? Uh, I got some good stuff, yeah. Sweet. So um, are,
0: are you going? Have you gone? Well, I, here's the thing um, I'm feeling pretty good now. We're recording this at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, yeah. But until about 2.45, I'd say, when we started this thing, I was pretty hungover. So uh, mm. I decided to forego that. Uh, I did pass by it. I went to Chick-fil-A and got some chicken minis. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I didn't want to stop yet. And their parking lot was full, though. It's like in a... I don't remember if you remember, but it's like a shopping center nearby my house. Like a strip center. Mm -hmm. Parking lot was fucking jam-packed full of people. So that's really good to hear. And I might still stop by afterwards uh, after the show and see what they got going on.
1: You should. You should uh, go up there, Mm -hmm. you know. Have yourself a Bloody Mary. Oh, okay. Just drive drive with an open container Uh a Bloody Mary up there. And, uh, yeah, go get some some comic books and be like hey we're the free comic book day comics and they point to one area of the store and you just grab some off a shelf and walk <laughs> out <the door laughs> from a
0: different area so i'm new to this how does that work do they just have like a stat is it like one book is it i can't remember what you said is it multiple books the the
1: Various publishers usually put mm-hmm. out one to two comics. Uh, like Marvel had two; they released this year one Avengers comic, one Spider-Man comic, and then DC did the same. Uh, they also put out an Avengers comic. <laughs> That's <laughs> stupid. Uh, no, they, they had a, a couple of comics as well. Um, but they're they're uh, printed especially for mm-hmm. Free Comic Book days. So the publisher, or I'm sorry, the uh, the store owners usually have to pay like a small fee of like maybe a quarter a piece or whatever. But they um, usually go toward marketing, and mm. when I went to the various comic stores today that 's right stores with an s oh wow um they uh there were plenty of people out like buying stuff as well as you know picking up those comics so it's a it 's a cool little like cross promotional mm-hmm. type of tool really so
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that 's pretty awesome uh yeah. I, I honestly like i don 't really have the need to have like physical copies of the books myself, but mm-hmm. it still sounds yeah. cool. And I'd like to go just see what they got yeah. going on. Um, mm-hmm. like I, I think I said the other week, I might just go buy a Funko pop or something yeah. just to throw them some money and say, Hey, thanks for being around. Cause it's pretty cool to go visit sometimes. So mm-hmm.
1: especially when you're in town, <laughs> what if you said that to someone and it turned out to just be another customer and you just turned them walk <laughs> <out> the
0: store? <laughs> see, that's my fear. I don't want to talk to anybody or I don't like large crowds. So, uh, Yeah, I would just be like, this is why I don't come out, and I'd go back home.
1: (laughs) You just put your hand on their shoulder, and look them dead in the eye, and you're like, but still, you have yourself a great day. I appreciate what you're doing here, and you just roll out.
0: See you later, pretty much. Yep, yep. It uh, froze for a lot of that, so I tried my best to respond, but I have no it's idea. It's fine. It's fine. It wasn't even that good.
1: That's all good. <laughs> I kind of chuckled, was like, "Yeah, sure, yeah, uh-huh. yeah." <laughs> I too like <laughs> cantaloupe. Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, should we just dive into uh, into the episode here? There's Let's do um, it. Uh, a few things that we want to do before we get directly into the yeah. catching up of pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I want to give a quick shout out to Kent Blue. And uh, his newly launched role to play network. Yeah, so super cool. um, it used to be just the role to play podcast itself, and uh, of of which you and I and our wives appeared on like episode nine, I believe. Mm. And uh, yeah, we uh, we're great at it. We're,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, yeah,
1: let's go with that. Let's go with that. I was yeah.
0: actually weirdly thinking about that today because there was a uh, spoiler alert for that episode. I suppose mm-hmm. uh, there was a part where like. He was very uh gently telling us to go in the one door we kept avoiding, which is like the bathroom, and we just kept being like, Oh, there's that's just a bathroom. Uh let's move on. Mm-hmm. And uh he kept yep. being like, Well, that is that is a room <laughs> that you could explore. <laughs> and I felt so dumb. Uh I felt just like, oh, but he, like, there won't be anything in the bathroom. I just like mm-hmm. I I can't get into those uh the adventure mindset sometimes. I just like I don't really know. I feel like self conscious about my decisions. Uh-huh. And I don't know why. It's all in good fun, right? And you should just try <laughs> yeah. everything and whatever, like just go yeah. with it. But uh, he was—he was a really good host, uh, leading us through this. Oh stuff. yeah, he
1: was—he's great. Yeah, if you've not listened to Roll to Play yet, uh, certainly go check it out sure. and uh, subscribe to the various podcasts on his network. And uh, yeah, very, very proud of him. He's—I uh, know he's worked hard for quite a long time mm-hmm. and putting all these different games together and having different hosts on all the time. Uh, or co-hosts—that's a—that's uh, a big to-do. So, yeah. Uh, good job, Kent. Keep uh, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, hopefully, you get uh, plenty of high five-star ratings to come out of it.
0: Yeah, we're gonna try to send you one, maybe two people from our show. That's all we have mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to send over, but uh, hopefully, both of our dogs, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wish you all well the best. All the
1: best. You, you and uh, you and I were already on his show. Uh, mm-hmm. I hear the ratings took a massive dip they got to the negative numbers.
0: <laughs> I, will, I was afraid of that, you know, the, yeah. the l Task curse, as we call it. Mm-hmm. And um, look, but look, it's record-setting that way. There you go. You know,
1: yeah. We're the best. Have you ever worst. had negative listens? Yeah, like the most or the least amount of listens people thought were zero, uh-huh. but we get can get into the negatives. That's so. talent, I think. Uh yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's not yeah. good
1: talent. No, no God no. Enough. No. Hell no. But we'll take it. <laughs>
0: that's yeah, all we have.
1: It's fine. Fine. Yeah. Sorry again, um, Sorry about that. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh on to our second shout out, uh is Miss Mrs. Sarah Brindley Nay uh yeah. Whitmore.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's still Brindley. I think I think yeah.
1: Is it? Okay. But Mrs., yeah, Uh, I guess, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mrs. Sarah, (laughs) uh, she had sent us some emails, and by some emails I mean seven emails regarding Avengers Endgame. And, uh neither you nor I have read those yet because mm-hmm. we're saving those for this this episode here so uh should we pull those up and and uh, dive into them and, and discuss it yeah of, of course there's going to be spoilers here potentially uh, I would assume as she kind of sent notes throughout the uh, mm-hmm. um, I guess throughout the episode or something yeah I don't know I don't know where these these ideas came from.
0: Yeah, but. and we're just reading these live on air, so we have no idea what they say. So this will be really interesting. Yep. <laughs> we'll do our best to uh to give spoiler warnings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But be aware. Do we go ahead and read the first one here?
1: Sure. Yeah go Same right now.
0: On. Alright cool. So this was uh she she has multiple ones. Uh, interjection one. Since listening to the podcast makes me feel like I'm having a one-way conversation with two of my bestest friends, I'm going to send small snippets of interjections every time there's something that I want to say to you guys in response to what you're talking about. I like that. Uh, yeah. Y'all were, y'all were talking about the bravery uh, of, of, you two fine, uh, of you two fine gentlemen reviewing Avengers Endgame, and you said you were the only two brave enough to look Thanos in the face. And all I could think of was uh, Game of Thrones. What do we say to death, not today? Do you watch Game of Thrones, Brent? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, so I don't know what that. Nor means. Nor do I play Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think yeah, it's GOT is what you put. I assume that's Game of Thrones, yeah. right? I just don't I would imagine. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um sure okay listen sorry lost on us sarah uh i th- i didn't know yeah i didn't we never talk about that i realized Mm-mm. uh i thought i uh, actually addressing the fact that uh on this pop culture review show that we mm-hmm. never mentioned that one that's a huge juggernaut mm-hmm. of tv and uh kind of yeah. changed the landscape at hbo but i've seen an episode it was okay i uh, <laughs> never picked it up
1: <laughs> i uh, i saw uh episode six of uh, season four was not impressed uh, i couldn't follow the story it doesn't even make sense
0: I don't know I went into it I saw Iron Man 3 Justice League I figured I would get the <laughs> gist of it you know whatever that's fine
1: Um, yeah uh, I'm going to assume that was a fucking wicked burn there Sarah yeah uh, I, don't, I don't really know but I appreciate it Um, I'll read the next email uh, it's a long one I cried at least five times also oh okay oh, well yeah. that was end of email <laughs> sent, from, sent from her iPhone oh. hey you know what uh, she still has that iPhone.
0: <laughs> she did mention this uh, at Love It or Leave It the other day because Amanda, my wife, had uh, had cried about five times, and Sarah said that as well. We get to talk about it oh. a, a little bit. We're going to try to go see uh, Endgame again altogether, perhaps this week. Uh, Amanda and I still have not been a second time. I'm kind of dying oh, okay. to go, so just not mm-hmm. really sure we're going to fit that in. But uh, it was very uh, a, a very emotional movie. So yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of people don't realize this, but if you go watch Endgame. And then you queue up our podcast to start mm. as soon as the movie starts. Yeah. As soon as you see the, the bow and arrow first appear, it syncs up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, was it, um, Pink Floyd and, uh, Wizard of Oz, Wizard of Oz uh-huh. you know, it's just like that. <laughs> I was going to say dark of the moon, but I think that's a Transformers movie. <laughs> dark side of the moon. Is the, <laughs> yeah. I think the they one. couldn't
0: call it dark, dark side of the moon because of mm-hmm. the Pink Floyd album. So, so they called it dark of yep. the moon, which doesn't make any sense really at all
1: thanks pink floyd yeah you know
0: ruin the transformers how dare you make
1: beautiful art several decades before transformers movie fuck you guys don't do it Mm -hmm. wait for transformers to be a thing yep and then make an album you know
0: they're so disrespectful that's the thing you know yeah pink come on get out of here um so interjection three from sarah yes she said, uh, we thought it would be a fun idea to see the movie at Studio Movie Grill, which for anybody that doesn't know, it's kind of obvious there, I guess, but it's uh, an Alamo Drafthouse type thing that I like to go to. Uh, Studio Movie Grill is just like another version of like uh, you eat in cinema. Uh, she said, at brunch on Saturday morning. It was fun except for the fact that the servers came by twice during the film to check if we wanted anything else and then to give everyone their checks. <laughs> what does it say? We, we get too fancy? What? what does
1: that say? W... <laughs> Hashtag W-E-E-E-N-T-T-O-O-F-A-N-C-Y. So
0: we ain't too fancy. I think that's what it, yeah. I um, said like
1: we, we ain't yeah, too fancy? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sarah, what is this gibberish?
0: <laughs> oh my God, this is fun. Um, yeah, I wondered about this. Uh, my brother Danny went to Alamo Drafthouse House uh, in Denver to go see Endgame, And he had mentioned that he, he didn't want to make it through a three hour movie without having, uh, like a beer in hand mm. and, uh, and some yeah. food to, you know, get him through the long time of that, which I agreed with. But, uh, I was concerned about the, uh, experience of the servers going in and out. doesn't really bother me, but some movies, like a big tentpole movie like this, it's sometimes they come in at inopportune moments and it kind of ruins the, the ambiance of the film a little bit. So yeah, mm-hmm. I could get that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is <laughs> definitely
0: a, a movie you don't want to be bothered during, Yeah, like, you know. I can't remember like- a specific one, but there was something, we, like, a few times I've gone to Alamo, and they, like, because I used to work there too, right? They try to drop their the check so you could pay it at a certain point in the movie, like, it's, like, 40 minutes before the end of the movie or whatever. But mm-hmm. sometimes they do a really good job of, like, timing that with, like, a specific scene. But, like, where do you do that in this movie, right? There's, like... Mm-hmm. The last third of the movie is like a huge thing that they're like, don't leave the theater, go to the bathroom, like don't d- blink because you'll miss something, you know, there's so much <laughs> yeah. going on. So you really don't want to be interrupted at all. I don't really know the, in, the opportune moment that they could have done that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you leave at the incorrect moment or blink at an incorrect moment, you might just miss Howard the Duck
0: hey, in, this cameo yeah. in this
1: movie, <laughs> which I found out earlier this week <laughs> since we're in spoilers, sweet. you know. Uh, There was a part of this movie where the, you know, all of the 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 hero characters come back through those portals. Mm. And um, there's a a picture that was found on Reddit, uh, a couple of pictures where it shows like in the, the scene where we see the wasp coming back. If you look in the background, there's Howard the Duck holding like a little like. Tommy Gunn or something yeah, like that, something, something, which is yeah. insane, <laughs> insane. It's pretty amazing. Well, the, the funny thing about it is there was a um, there was an artist, uh, Lionel Francis Yu, who would whenever he would draw like a big group shot of Marvel characters, he would always throw in Howard the Duck. Oh, nice. So much so that the writer, um, uh, Brian Michael Bendis. He actually, like, put in the script, Howard the Duck is not in this scene.
0: <laughs> so he, like, That's went of his one. way.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: That's pretty um, good.
1: On to Sarah's next email. This is uh, interjection 3.5, so we're interjecting an interjection here. Uh, also, during the silent death of Scarlett Johansson, so, <laughs> I mean, like, she didn't die. <laughs> Black Widow died. <laughs> Wait, has no, I heard she's checked gone. checked on ScarJo? Oh, yeah, my God. She's gone. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh, rest in power, yep You know, um, someone up in my front row was weeping very audibly and consolably. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, I, Just I
1: heavy sobbing. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: someone needs a hug. You're right. I mean, it's a tough <laughs> scene, but damn. You're right.
1: <laughs> 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 Maybe that was their character. You know, everybody has a favorite Avenger. You know.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still. That's one of the things I wanna. I'm curious to go back and see how the uh, Josh, my brother-in-law, when we were. Briefly talking about it on the way to love it or leave it the other day, he had mentioned that his second time viewing it, um, the scene like the death scenes and some of the plot points and stuff like didn't have the same emotional impact once you know what they are. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out. I mean that's like any movie, I suppose, but this one is just you know such a, uh, an end game to this entire like franchise. It's just mm-hmm. there's just so much weight behind all of the movie, you know. So. Um, I still think they'll, they'll carry some weight, but uh, once you know what's going to happen, like he mentioned like Tony, you know, it's like, it's still a big deal, but um, hmm. it's not like as big of a deal because you know Tony's not going to make it. So it's kind of different. So
1: when Josh watches Bambi <laughs> several times later, as he just like, yeah, kill that mama deer. <laughs> kill her. That's right. He does I out for deer blood.
0: He roots. He roots for the, yeah. the hunters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, the true heroes of that story, obviously. I haven't seen it in a while, sure. but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty of sure. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <Makes> uh, <laughs> so, uh, to uh, interjection four: uh, time travel. Excellent time travel. So, obviously, Cap didn't have any kids and never met anyone from his uh, from his lady uh, lady life's family uh, because her niece tells him in the past, now his future, that she never got married. Right? Um, I thought. She did get married though, but I'm trying to remember. I I thought what so she too, said, but,
1: huh? but I don't know that it was she actually said it. Whereas she, I thought she had like a, a wedding band on. Hmm. In uh, what was it Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. where uh, Cap goes and sits by her bedside.
0: Yeah, I thought something, mm-hmm. and I thought I heard. So I, yeah, I, I can't remember really that scene with the, the niece right now, but um, mm-hmm. I did you know read about some of this because this was one of my, my brother Danny's complaints about this was. Uh, he said that he thought it was selfish of Steve Rogers to go back in time and that she was married and that he like replaced that husband and that life that she could have led and took that from her and everything. And I thought that was interesting because I, I think it is a selfish act, sort of, but I don't, I don't think that that's a bad thing. For one, I think that he was the love of her life and vice versa and that they got to live that together and she would have preferred that over the husband that she had. Uh, two mm-hmm. off screen, they, he could have told her I'm from the future. Like the other cap is in the ice. Here's kind of what happens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then three, I, I, heard a little bit about, I was reading about it and they said in her show, um, that was like on ABC or something yeah. that they, she had a husband, but they never show his face. And so I'm like, my new idea is that captain America is her husband and always has been.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: just changed his name. He, was, he wasn't Steve Rogers anymore when we saw them mm-hmm. dancing, essentially, at that. In my version of this so far, I think that he went back and married her and told her, like, I'm from the future, but we can live this life together. And then he led, like, a quiet life with her, you know, from mm-hmm. then on or whatever, even though, even if she did adventures or whatever. So uh, that's kind of where I'm, I'm going with it.
1: I want to imagine, in my head canon, this is how it plays out, like, he travels back to time. Um, maybe just like shortly after he went in the ice back in the day. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's gone home and she's sitting in her home sobbing. It's a little, uh, rapid tap on her chamber door. She opens the door and caps, you know, leaning on the door frame, like giving her a, uh, a sexy look. And, uh, he's like, you up. And then she's just like, wait, what? And he's like, oh, wait, no, I uh, uh that's a thing in the future. Uh, I'm, I'm in <laughs> the future. And so they, they, uh, end up staying together. And like you said, mm-hmm. they, um, they decide to have him change his name just to, um, not arouse suspicion. So he changes his name to Roger Stevens. Clearly and they remain together forever and ever until her passing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then he has the shield and, uh, passes it along to Mr. Sam Wilson.
0: Easy, easy
1: peasy. Yeah, totally makes sense. Yep. Poke a hole in it. You can't Can't (laughs) fucking do it. Don't even try Try it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Interjection five, again from Sarah Brindley. Um, Who ended up with Thor's hammer? He has an axe, right? To my understanding, before um, Roger Steven, I'm sorry, uh, Steve Rogers went back in time and put all the time stones back. He also took Thor's hammer, Mjolnir and took that and dropped that off where um, uh, Thor and Rocket mm. left off. So he just shows up immediately after they disappeared and threw the hammer in the air back to wherever it was hiding or whatever and yeah. then played out for the rest of the movie. So,
0: yeah. That works. It, again, yeah, it's fine. don't think about it too uh-huh. hard. He went back and put the stones where they're supposed to be. Totally works. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah,
1: it's fine. <laughs> goes, goes back, gives that soul stone to Red Skull, and he, he like, squints a little bit, and he's like, Hmm, you look familiar.
0: Mm. yeah Yeah, wonder about that. Do oh, I know you? Hmm.
1: No, I'm sorry, Captain. <laughs> you do not.
0: <laughs> so, it's a different yeah. actor now. So, yeah, maybe he yeah, didn't really see it. Yeah, guy. totally did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, I think mm-hmm. a little bit, but nah, can't be him. Yeah, different guy. Cap, j-
1: Cap, just rubs his chin a little bit, and
0: he's like, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, okay, bye. See you.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go dance. That makes sense. See, that's yeah. the beauty of this whole story.
1: Now, have you heard the theory, though, about him giving the Soul Stone back? Because if you take the Soul Stone, you have to sacrifice a life. So if you return it, do you get somebody back? Ooh. Like, is he able to bring Black Widow? I'm sorry, Scarlett Johansson back to life? Yeah. Is that why she's doing press? It's mm. because Captain America, the fictional
0: character, has brought yeah. <laughs> a living actor back to life? That makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. I like this. Uh, speaking on that, too, Sarah and I had talked about this theory, and uh, I thought it was going to play into uh, Endgame a little bit. But, and I think you and I might have discussed this either on or mm-hmm. off air, but um, in Infinity War, whenever Gamora dies, um, we see her, uh, I think once or twice or whatever, as like a little girl in like a world that's kind of with like the water, and it looks kind of like that brownish you know goldish hue or whatever mm-hmm. um and i thought like sarah had pointed out uh that it seemed like she might be like in the soul stone like in a in some kind of universe within that and then maybe she would yeah. be able to come back out mm-hmm. and um everything i've seen for the most part including this this theory that i, I actually think is very interesting that you just said uh, if, uh, if you return it what happens um it's kind of like everybody it, from what i've heard everybody that really died that wasn't snapped away is is dead you know like vision yeah that type mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I thought they were going to play... That was one thing I forgot about when I watched Endgame. I thought they were going to play with that idea a little bit, but it didn't mm-hmm. really seem to, to matter.
1: No. no, oh, not at all. Oh, well. You're like, um, fuck it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, so interjection six. Uh, she said, sure, Captain Marvel is powerful, but Thanos only showed fear to Scarlet Witch. She's the one that broke his weapon in half. Um, and I can't mm-hmm. quite remember... Uh, this is one of the things I definitely need to see it again, is I'm forgetting some things that happen in that final battle. And mm-hmm. especially the order of things um, And so I don't know if you can Speak to this a little bit I, I do think There's something like he punches or headbutts Captain Marvel and realizes yeah. he has little, Like no dent on her and that's when He like takes the The other stuff the power, power stone, stone. The Power stone yeah, um, yeah. And, and is able To like punch her away or whatever but uh, Yeah I loved the stuff that he was Like so like, that Scarlet Witch was Fucking like angry badass Like yeah rage was amazing That was mm-hmm. pretty cool
1: um from my recollection of uh, seeing it the second time, I don't remember um her breaking his weapon in half. Mm. Uh, it's yeah, certainly possible, but the, the main thing I remember seeing is that like she uh peels all of the armor off of him or, mm. or starts peeling it off or whatever. Oh yeah, see it's because slower. a lot like the way you really hurt Thanos is mm. by exposing his crotch because he got that little baby penis. <laughs> so you hurt he his does. feelings uh-huh. mm-hmm. he has to call around to supermarkets and be like <sighs> do, uh, do you guys sell pee-wee condoms uh, it's for a friend it's for a friend it's not for me not for Thanos not for Thanos
0: no, that's not right
1: that's what I called.
0: so what you made me think though uh, someone was talking I think it was on Twitter or whatever they were like I have one big question from Endgame when we first see Thanos on his planet he's wearing a linen shirt did he go to gap where did he get this like it seems like so like just like plain and like whatever it just cracks me up even when i saw in the theater it kind of kind of made me chuckle a little bit
1: i wonder if he he like created that for himself before Mm -hmm. before um destroying all the stones yeah Yeah. last thing one last Mm -hmm.
0: thing i need a linen shirt Gotta He's breathe. like,
1: and now I'm going to destroy all of the. Oh wait, I would like a shirt, <laughs> something breathable.
0: Looking at Yeah, and a washing machine. I don't want to have yeah. to do it by hand.
1: Oh God, no! No, no heavens no! no. I just like a whirlpool, something sensible, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, gotta you get know, that tax that credit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was uh, all the emails from Sarah, and uh, I like that. I think that's fun to do a little interjection because um, I've heard that multiple times from people listening to this show. And in general, when you listen to podcasts, like having a, a conversation with your friends, but you don't get to say your piece. And uh, so mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to, to hear that from anybody. So thank you. Anybody else wants to do that as well? That sounds great.
1: Absolutely. And we had a lot of people contact us and be like, how come that, that episode about Endgame wasn't long enough? Yeah, um, true. So, next time we'll try to do better. So, yeah. on Avengers 5, uh, brace yourself. Uh, of course, I will be dead and unable to speak, mm-hmm. but Steven True. will be doing at least five hours. And you're on. At your least. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, at this point, you should do, uh, you should do an hour per number in the title, right? Like, you should, you should match wherever they're at. So, Avengers 5, five hours. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. We almost got there for four.
1: Unless. Mm-hmm. The runtime of Avengers 5 uh, is equal or greater to the number of the movie, at which point you then have to double it. Avengers 5, oh. 10 hours minimum. Yeah, okay. Minimum.
0: That sounds like a marathon thing, but I am down for it. And mm-hmm. it'll be hard to fill that space with just myself. But mm-hmm. um, maybe I'll like try on your voice and like just like, do I was, something. I was, I was going to
1: say, maybe you'll be good at voices at that time. You know? Yeah. You got, well, I was gonna say plenty of time but uh, it's uh, it's happening very soon oh, so again uh, tombstone <laughs> discount pricing
0: <laughs> I'll do my best that's all I can yeah. uh, that's all I can say
1: hmm sure well uh, yeah thank you for sending the email Sarah and if you listener would like to email us you can do so at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com and um, also we're going to be reading your roasts on episode 100 So if you want to send those in, send those to that same email address. It's all in the show notes of this episode. So uh, you can click on that and uh, send it our way. We will read them live to tape on the podcast. I will feel really
0: uh, bad about myself and I'm really looking forward to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Alyssa, who we recently discovered listens to the show, um, she has taken it as a challenge okay. to roast us. She knows and, us really uh, well. That sucks. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. She's going to get real personal. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hey, Brent, uh, Thanos isn't the only one that requires p condoms. Wait, what? How'd you know? Stop talking to my wife. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she seems, uh, almost disturbingly eager to send us, I'm afraid of uh, this one a roast email. Mm-hmm. So, mm, brace yourself for impact on that one. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, looking yeah. forward to it. Really excited right? about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to keep my spirits up and <laughs> let them be crushed on air. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of crushed spirits, mm. um, we, uh, had some sad news earlier this week. Um, a couple of, uh, pop culture, um, luminaries uh passed away earlier this week so um let's go ahead and and start with the the first big one of this week which was director john singleton uh, who passed away at 51 crazy and uh yeah it was it was so sad to hear about that i remember seeing the article but it was um written as um john singleton not dead after all but in Mm -hmm. a like severe coma or something to that i heard that first yeah yeah um, so I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe there's a chance he will, you know, get better or bounce back from it or whatever. But, yeah, it was just, like, a few hours later, it, it um, the headline read that he had, in fact, passed away. So yep. that's very, very sad. Very so sad.
0: young. That's so crazy. Um, yeah. I remember right, he had, like, a stroke, I think. It was it, it's, like, I heard news so fast. It was, like, a stroke, coma, and then they were pulling off life support, and then he was mm-hmm. gone. Like, it was so fast, yeah. like, just a few hours, like you said. Um, yeah. Yeah, he. Uh, we had talked about him recently because he directed Boys in the Hood, was his like breakthrough movie, uh, mm-hmm. Poetic Justice, uh, Higher Learning, which is a movie that I used to like a lot. It's really hard to watch though, uh, and then Too Fast, Too Furious, which is why we had brought him up. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just interesting that we had just kind of been on that movie recently and everything. I would have never expected him to to pass this early. So
1: it was such a weird reaction for me because as I heard that he had in fact passed. In my brain, the way I rationalized it was, uh, or irrationalized it was, but we just talked about too fast, too furious, he can't be dead. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like the yeah. universe cares what I think, yeah, right. or you know, whatever uh, recent uh, works I, I just... Uh, <laughs> took on by a a creator um but yeah it was was very sad too to hear about his passing um i they were talking about it on fat man beyond which is kevin smith and mark Bernardin's podcast and kevin smith said that he's 48 and he already had his heart attack oh god yeah and that um you know this is just you know a a few years or he's just a few years older than Mm um kevin and um he said that it was just you know it's just so scary um mm-hmm. and luckily kevin was able to um you know recover from the heart attack and everything but um like it's such a young age for the yeah for that to be something to to go through uh I, like when i was younger i used to think oh 50 that's so old but now i'm oh like oh my god yeah I'm, right. I'm 36 right now and i'm just like oh that's uh
0: that's coming up soon it's right around the corner, <laughs> you know so yeah it's really weird um just like any time that someone dies that young, like, uh, thinking back to Kevin Smith's heart attack, like, now you mentioned that, mm-hmm. it's like, holy shit, like, he would have been... Like, it was, like, last year, like, 47 then?
1: Yeah, uh, so, exactly. Yeah. If
0: we had read the news that Kevin Smith died at 47, and it's like, holy shit, that's so young, and that doesn't yeah. feel that far from us anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's pretty scary. Um, yeah, I don't really... I mean, like, John Singleton wasn't, like, a, a favorite director of mine or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's more about the uh, the impact he had, the legacy he had for, for all his fans, and just passing so young was just really, mm-hmm. really hard to take. So,
1: yeah. Um, he also mentioned, uh, Kevin Smith about John Singleton. He also mentioned that, or maybe it was Mark Bernardin, but, um, they mentioned that he had been in the film industry for 25 years as a working professional, but he had only, um, directed like 10 movies, mm. like during that time, um, which is pretty crazy. Um, that just kind of shows even though he was nominated for was it best director and best screenwriter for, for too in the fast Hat? too furious for too fast too <laughs> furious oh, of course yeah i won he won like <laughs> eight oscars he, yeah. every year he wins an oscar for it um <laughs> yeah that good uh that's like how difficult it is to yeah. put a movie together is like somebody with that much clout um mm-hmm. still has issues you know doing doing that um but yeah man it's crazy crazy yeah. to hear that he passed
0: yeah and then unfortunately um the other day before the, this podcast like uh 2 days ago I guess now we also heard that uh Chewbacca actor Peter Mayhew passed away at 74 which I also think is still pretty young. Um yeah. I haven't heard the cause of death for him. I knew that he had filmed Force Awakens but they didn't he didn't come back for Solo which was, you know, like a big chewy role. Um and then he didn't come back for The Last Jedi. They had another actor in that role. And all I ever heard was his kind of just, like, general health issues. Um, he's a yeah. very tall guy, obviously. And I, I heard something about that, like, his his legs or his knees or something like that or his back. Something related to his, his you know, uh, tall, tall height um, had affected that. But, yeah, 74 is still pretty young, too. And uh, that, one, that one definitely hit home for me. I mean, Chewie's, like, mm-hmm. America's teddy bear, you know? Like, he's everybody's lovable hero. So...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. And just before May the 4th as well. So I know, um, yeah, hopefully there are plenty of, of, uh, Star Wars fans out there. Um, you know, celebrating his life and, mm-hmm. and everything. Sure. Um, did you know he lived in Boyd, Texas? No. Like he lives in, in your state.
0: Weird. No, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess sad. Uh,
0: that sounds like a go, small, to small to his town. town. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at least some, lose some power. Um, yeah yeah that one uh, that was pretty tough though I, I i read a lot of good little like uh, small snippets of of quotes i guess from like harrison ford and um mark hamill and stuff about mm-hmm. him and how, how great of a guy and a friend he was and um the big thing they kept talking about which i'm not like a, a big enough star wars fan to go to conventions or anything like that but he's always i guess been a, a champion of the fans and interacted with them at conventions and, and elsewhere and um so that was it was nice that he was uh you know, interacted with the fans and uh yeah. loved him as much as they loved him
1: yeah, um, from what I read online, it seems like he was always a presence there, and then also in like mostly good spirits, like he enjoyed doing that and interacting with the fans, um mm. which is pretty cool, like that's not always the case sometimes um you hear stories about people that are just feel like trapped in the in this convention circuit, you know they're just going there to get a paycheck and, and whatnot but uh yep. i'm glad that he was um he, he enjoyed being chewbacca i think so yeah absolutely pretty cool Yeah. so uh yeah may he rest in power you know mm, indeed
0: so uh we also have another unfortunate death to talk about and that is uh our childhood uh because yep. the trailer for sonic the hedgehog came out did it though it's <laughs> a good start,
1: um, Stephen. I remember. Let me take you back. I'll, I'll bring this back around. But um, when I was younger, I think I was in like uh, early high school. Maybe I was in like late middle school. I don't know. I was twenty eight. No, uh, <laughs> and middle school. Gotcha. Go ahead. Uh, look, I'm not a smart man, uh, but I remember uh, my mom took me out of school to like play hooky. I feel like I could talk about this now. Um, uh, I feel like the statute of limitations (laughs) on playing (laughs) hooky at school has passed. We're going to bring you back. My mom was like, she was just like stressed out from work and everything. So she called in to work. She was like, uh, I'm going to call in sick for you and we're going to go, uh, we're going to go have lunch and then we're going to go to the movies. So it was like, okay, Cool. And um, she was like, what do you want to see? And I was like, I don't know. And so we decided to go see um, uh, Dangerous Minds, the Michelle Pfeiffer (laughs) movie, where she's a teacher. (laughs) And uh, that movie is of note because the song Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio Mm -hmm. took the nation by storm. It was a massive hit. And it was the theme song for that movie. So much so that Michelle Pfeiffer even showed up in the music video while Mm -hmm. Weird-haired Coolio's rapping to her. They have their chair turned backwards. Yeah, oh, that's because that's they're, they're hip. That's how that's how you and I sit in chairs right yeah. now. People mm-hmm. don't know that about the podcast. A little behind the scene fact. Yeah, we, mine has arms.
0: It's hard to get my legs in there, but
1: I do it. It's very difficult. It's yeah. It's almost cumbersome, but that's just It's yep. how we roll. It's, we're cool, I guess. Cool. You know, some you people can, say
0: it comes through in our voices. You can tell.
1: Yeah. Hey. Yeah. You up? <laughs> Uh, but the reason I bring that up is because that song, which uh, was very poignant for that particular movie, is again used in the trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog. Absolutely. Why? I don't know. They they wanted a popular song to play in this trailer? I don't know. Oh, I don't know man. why they, they put that in this. I, I think that was trying to be ironic in a way. I don't.
0: Yeah. It really does not work. Were they... Uh, I'm, what year was Dangerous Minds released, and what year was Sonic, whatever, uh, maybe three, released? And maybe, maybe they're trying to be like people used to obviously listen to that soundtrack while playing Sonic the Hedgehog. We're gonna bring it back. People are gonna get that nostalgia bomb because they did this. That's the best connection I can try. I can try to make. Uh,
1: it's possible. So. Um let's see sonic uh oh not hits a hog uh let me <laughs> put the right thing in there and you say three three sounds like yeah. a, a good number yeah. for Seems me like that might be around the same time okay so sonic the hedgehog three came out in 94 mm. and dangerous minds in 95 but yeah. i don't think you're too far off you yeah know? maybe maybe that's what they're going for yeah because the song could have come out um yeah you know or, or, before the movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, see gangsta's paradise single
0: yeah. uh let's see this is really this is super interesting no but people, i feel i feel pretty good people are loving yeah, this pretty proud of myself that i got them close at least so far you did yeah that i was like eh, three that's probably that's probably close to that i was trying to, yeah 94 i remember that it was a good year man i fucking love yeah. 94
1: that's when they made that blimp they were like damn, this is a good year put that blimp in the air we're like, gonna what? celebrate <laughs> 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 um, so yeah they're 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 all in the the same yeah okay uh, era
0: you know so same 12 month period still sure. doesn't make any sense but just yeah. just trying to throw them a bone here maybe that's the connection <sighs> all right so uh i guess we should talk about the trailer itself yeah <laughs> <laughs> so the trailer
1: came out and uh look we've seen some little clips here and there there was like a poster where you could see sonic's weird furry legs dangling off of the um golden gate bridge mm-hmm. or whatever um and there was like a silhouetted um character poster of him like kneeling down getting ready to uh run or whatever it's like in a, a runner's pose mm-hmm. uh it's like weird downward doggy that type of thing there you go um and uh, this is the first time that we actually get to see Sonic and all his human teethed glory, <laughs> uh, with his weird elongated body. Um, it's just weird. <laughs> That's what the one that really bothers the, me
0: the most, the, honestly.
1: The, the the thing of note, and they actually mentioned this on uh, the episode of Love It or Leave It that you let's just say guest hosted on. Sure. Um, they there was such an uproar from the fandom that the director took to Twitter and. He promised to fix the character design, Yeah, <laughs> which is insane.
0: <laughs> they have like, I can't remember when that it's like five or six months till it comes out.
1: Yeah, it comes out in November, I think.
0: Yeah, and I saw, when I saw this online, because we already had this uh, to talk about, like I yeah. think a lot of people, obviously, that the trailer came out, and we, we're huge Sonic fans, but uh, yeah. within that time period, since we put that on the script, he came out and said they were going to fix it, and um, I don't know, like, uh, that just doesn't seem like enough time for, uh, like I, I read someone, and they were like, It's called Sonic the Hedgehog. It's not like this is a bit character. Like, he's going to be in nearly every scene. Like, you can't just replace that easily, you know? Uh, Yeah. It'd be interesting. I I did see some, have you seen some, like, just, like, fan art where they, like, fixed him? (laughs) Because he does look so much better with a little bit of, you know, changing things around, proportions mainly, and getting rid of the teeth. But his eyes and his body proportions are just all off.
1: The, the eyes didn't really bother me all mm. that much, um, but it was the, the, the teeth do look it's creepy. just, uh, yeah, very much so. It's like um, oh. a nightmare come to life, that type of thing, <laughs> you know?
0: It looks like, like I would imagine like fake teeth, like he stole them from a human and put them in his mouth hole, but they look like baby teeth. So it's as if a baby <laughs> or like a child had dentures that he was able to steal. And that, whatever the scenario is, it's just all creepy.
1: Papa! When I lose my teeth, where do they go?
0: Well, son, they go into the skull of one
1: Mr. Sonic the Hedgehog. That's where they go, and that's I, where they live until they're corrected by the director.
0: That's uh, That was introduced in Sonic the Hedgehog 2,
1: I believe. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. That was
0: so. a big part of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that was the main story thread that we threw out, and they were like, we got to bring in another yeah. character. Uh, 2 tailed fox, I'm going to lunch. <laughs> you fucking figure it out.
0: Yeah, I think this is just unfortunate because... Video games always, you know, they have the video game curse when they're trying to be uh, translated into movies. And Detective Pikachu, which I know John Levitt had brought up on that show as well, had, uh, has gotten better reviews from people that have uh, seen parts of it or whatever. I'm not, I'm not a big Pokemon fan, so I don't really care about that one. I'm a huge Sonic fan, though, and I just think it's really weird, this type of story, why they would place him in our world. Like, when, I, when it first started, that was the, the biggest thing to me. I was, I was like, oh, he's just here on Earth? Mm -hmm. Um, His world is so colorful and interesting. I don't like that. That would be just as great to see as the character of Sonic. You know, like I want to see the craziness of the spiral shapes and all that stuff. Like, how could they fit that in and make it interesting?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I I, I really thought that would be more the direction. I didn't expect it would uh, just be James Marsden as a cop who catches him. Mm
1: -hmm. I didn't expect that.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, like you said, you're not a big Pokemon fan, but mm-hmm. you have said that if they don't put Blastoise and Magikarp yeah. in that fucking movie, you are going to have a fucking riot.
0: Are those real Pokemon? I, you could just be pulling my leg here. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Those they're real? They're okay, cool. Real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So yes, and I did notice that. that
1: that I was looking at you directly the whole time you're speaking, and did not have to look that up and just have that knowledge in yes, my brain. Yes, you did.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but I—you're mm-hmm. so good at coming up with stuff. I was like, this could be a bit, yeah. and he's just making names up, and I would not be able to tell the difference because I just Steven, don't. Know. Do you
1: think that they're going to evolve Pikachu into Raichu during this movie? Or are they going to save that for the inevitable sequel? Sequel. <laughs> <laughs> what does <is> this word? <laughs> what do this mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought about it a lot. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, yeah. huge fan, and um, mm-hmm. I think that they will want to save that for the sequel. Much like they will let Jim Carrey become the Doctor Robotnik that we know and love um, with a, a giant fat suit at the end of this one for the inevitable sequel that we're all going to be begging for for Sonic the Hedgehog. So,
1: <laughs> well, at the end of this trailer, we do see him with a more classic robotic robotic look. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's still skinny. So, yeah. I, I think they they weird. have to bring that that fat suit in um and you know, speaking of sequels, hopefully they have Geo dude in the Pokemon uh sequel. Uh Detective Pikachu. Geo dude, totally. right? Yeah. yeah. I'm with you weird, there. Both. Weird rock guy with uh, the rock arms.
0: Yep. I just – you know, we've had our discussions about Mario versus Sonic. Yes. And the fact that we have the cinematic joy that is the Super Mario Brothers movie Mm -hmm. and then this is going to be the Sonic movie, it's just really unfortunate. I know that some people don't really like the Super Mario Brothers movie. I fucking love that movie. So (laughs) if people think that was bad, though, man, they really did not give Sonic the right treatment. Yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So.
0: I don't know why they
1: didn't just make a, a movie with Sonic characters that was just all CGI, just like all yeah. the characters from the video games and do it that mm-hmm. way. Like, why even drag the real world into it? Like, they have the, the Sonic character fully realized in the Wreck-It-Ralph movies. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah just, just take them from that and put them in a
0: video game world. That's what we want. Does he like? I don't watch. I haven't really seen the Wreck It Ralph movies. Uh, does he look just like the video game characters? Any change to his design? Is he like straight out of the video game in that?
1: Oh, and straight out of Compton. Uh, yes, he's out of out of uh, the video game. I I read somewhere that for the Wreck It Ralph movies, they had to coordinate with all of the different video game companies to determine the like sizes, the actual oh, sizes yeah. of each of the characters in relation to each other. So. Mm-hmm. Sonic has to be at least this tall if he's standing next to Zangief versus if he's um, standing next to Qbert or whatever, you know. So mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of proportions they had to suss out. But, yeah, it seems like they've got a fully realized version of Sonic ready to go. Yeah, I don't know how, yeah. uh, how much or if it differs <laughs> from the ones from the, like, modern video games, like the 3D mm-hmm. graphic um, video games. But, uh, yeah, that's, just give us that. What? What they, you know yeah. what? Why don't they just take that and put that in the real That's world? Like, why does he have to be furry? Like, You don't need to make him furry. It's not like, oh, OK, he's obviously a hedgehog. It's just the, the only difference is that he can talk and has uh, weird human teeth. Yep. No, he's he's like blue for some reason. Like, if you looked at him, you would not be like, oh, here's a hedgehog that can stand up upright and has tennis shoes on. No, That just looks like yep. a weird fucking creature. Yep. just go with it. Just keep that weird creature as a, a like the video game version.
0: It, I heard online that – because I don't really know what Sonic – like what the world is supposed to be. It's just the Sonic world like, in the video game, right? But uh, yeah. for the movie, I heard he's supposed to be like an alien. Um, I'm not even sure if they talk about the trailer. I've really kind of forgotten a lot about it because mm. I wanted to. Um, but uh, it's kind of like – in my head now, he's like Rocket. You know, he's like – he's a raccoon, but he's not a raccoon. He just looks like one. So it's like yep. he's a hedgehog, but he's blue. But, man, they really just like fucked that up and then made mm-hmm. it this other creature that is just fucking scary and weird
1: a lot of people don't realize that when you look at the trailer, there's more CGI than people think there is mm-hmm. because sure. Like Sonic is obviously a CGI character in this movie, but ever since filming X-Men, James Marston always has the Cyclops Pfizer on. Oh, So all of his eyes wow. are CGI work. So before people start bitching about what Sonic looks like, yep. look at James Marston's eyes, you know, they look uh, good. You can't even tell. Like if you, like if you like paused it in the, in the right frame, you could probably tell, mm-hmm. or if you had like a lo-fi version of it, but otherwise, the CGI on his eyes to make them look human look great,
0: which is really impressive because there's always the uh, chance of the Uncanny Valley, and if they can oh, nail the that, Uncanny X Men, right? And like Justice League did so poorly with the mustache thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, on Cavill's face, you know that the they're really stepping up their game for the Sonic movie, which is yep really pretty great. Obviously, they are. <laughs> brent's making the, the camel face it's pretty good
1: uh, <laughs> oh my favorite lady gaga song <laughs> um
0: i did see too. I, I don't remember the actual number i think it's like 65 million or something like this movie cost and uh somebody compared it it's the same budget as spider-man into the spider-verse so Wait, what yeah <laughs> that's shit. that's what i saw online and uh don't don't confirm that don't google that but i'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. right um mm-hmm. But yeah, when you say, like, why not just make it all CGI, right? Like, I still haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, but from everything I've seen of it, it's like a, you know, kind of a revolutionary take on animation. It has, like, these incredible visuals and stuff like that, and the fact that they mm-hmm. could make that epic movie, and then with the same amount of money, you go fucking make this Sonic version. It's just very, mm-hmm. uh, very upsetting. To be this, fair, this 30,
1: so 30 of that 65 million was uh, for Jim Carrey's fee, just to have him appear oh, yeah. in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, right? Damn. Yeah.
0: I think they could have done something else
1: yeah you would have thought
0: could have done something else i saw uh last thing i'll say about this is i saw i was really disappointed in jim carrey just being like skinny jim carrey or whatever mm. um uh but i saw a cosplay of robotnik online that was fucking stellar this dude holy shit he, he looks like a bigger dude already but i think he padded mm. it out to be more like really round like a ball of a, yeah. of a torso uh but he had the mustache going on man it, it looked really good um and then also on the on the Jim Carrey note, I guess, uh, someone else had tweeted something about this movie. Uh, I think it was on Reddit, rather. Somebody had said, this looks like the perfect 2003 movie. Um, <laughs> right? Like, Jim Carrey, yes. more in his yeah. prime, and uh, <laughs> the effects and, like, all of it. And I'm like, yeah, that really fits in with that era so much more yeah. than fucking 2019. So.
1: This, this movie seems like... Um, like when I first saw the trailer for that movie Monster Trucks that came yes. out, like, a few uh, years ago. Yeah. That and uh, that... that <laughs> um, that newer movie that has the the kid that finds like a, a robot or like a cyborg dog or whatever. Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was that. like Axel, like A X L oh, or something yeah, okay. like that. Uh huh. Yeah, it's like oh, this movie is for whoever sees that. But whoever sees that, like yeah, who, right. who who is that movie for? <laughs> like are their kids clamoring to see this? No, they want to go see Avengers, yeah, ninth time or whatever. Absolutely, as do yeah. we. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to move on to uh, a little comic talk? I suppose so. You I, have you so. read a comic book before? Children's I've, media. I've read. <laughs> this really, we should just name this podcast like "Children's Media." Yeah. That's all we really yeah. consume. But um, yeah, sometimes yeah. we do something highbrow. Um, it's been a while, I think. But uh, <laughs> nope. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm. I'm going
1: to allow you a moment <laughs> to take that back.
0: It has been a bit. There we go. Since uh, anything. It's been a bit. <laughs> Damn it! Um, but we uh, we continued on with the War of the Realms series with issue number three.
1: Yes, absolutely. Written by Jason Aaron, drawn by Russell Dowderman, Dowderman, Dowder, Dowder, D, D, <laughs> Russell D, Russy D. There you go. Uh, colored by Matthew Wilson and lettered by Virtual Calligraphies, Joe Sabino. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is issue three of War of the Realms, and. Uh, so last time we we left off with the different um, hero characters going to Avengers Mountain and deciding to split up into groups and uh, go complete separate tasks and whatnot. Um, so we kind of pick up from where we left off in, in that regard here. So uh, we still have um, some characters at Avengers Mountain, um, like Captain America and... Um, some of the other characters are tasked with going to retrieve Thor from uh, Frost Giant place. Uh, Yo, uh, right. Nippleheim. Because
0: nipple. oh, it's yeah, so cold.
1: It. Yeah. It makes your yeah. nipples <laughs> erect. Uh, pretty sure. I think that's how they yeah, came out okay. that. yeah, that's 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 where right. that. That's mm-hmm. where the word nipple comes from, actually. Wow. Yeah, you that. can trace okay. it back. Very trace cool. it back. Very cool. Way back. Um, so, yeah, they're going to go do that. In the meantime, we have Daredevil <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I said Daredevil uh, with a B instead of a V, and that delighted me to no end. Daredevil. Oh, nice. Languishing in the Laguna with oh. libations. There we go. That's a good one. I'm warmed up. I feel warmed up just from how oh. you say that. Wow. I am warmed up. <laughs> um, Daredevil is uh, on Asgard. He's hanging out with Heimdall and uh you know when we first started talking about War of the Realms uh, we were talking about that cover where Daredevil has uh, like a star mm-hmm. pattern in his costume to represent um uh universe like abilities and I thought that he was going to bond with the uh Captain Universe um power that's out there that uh, also mimics that same effect mm-hmm. didn't even cross my mind that in the comics Heimdall has that same effect his damn self. Ah, gotcha. At this point in the continuity, Heimdall, who's played in the movies by Idris Elba, uh, is blinded and cannot see. You know who else can't see? dare ucking um, He decides to get Heimdall's sword, and he becomes all-seeing at this point. And uh, so much so that the comic book labels him as, get this, Daredevil, the god without fear instead of the Man Without Fear.
0: Bam. That that's his tag from the comic. Okay,
1: cool. I was I'm wondering. not sure if you're aware of that.
0: Yeah. I okay. thought so.
1: Yeah, we should get back to this podcast. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so he is all-seeing, all-powerful, all of that stuff. Um, at this point, the Avengers arrive in uh, the Avengers. Well, I guess they're all kind of Avengers at this point, right? I guess so. (laughs) Even Howard the Duck, you know? (laughs) There you go. Since he's at that that gathering. Um, So uh, Captain America, Spider-Man, Wolverine, and then Luke Cage and Iron Fist, they all show up to Jotunheim, the realm of the giants, and they go to uh, help rescue Thor, and uh, there's a little battle that takes place there. Um, They eventually um, follow or decide to follow some the sound of some screams and whatnot to, um, try to rescue Thor thinking he's in peril. Um, is that the case? Find out shortly. Um, <laughs> beyond that, uh, it shows, uh, Svartalheim, the realm of the dark elves and some of the, the heroes like she hulk ghost Rider, um, blade punisher. Um, and, uh, I think it's lady Freya, uh, mm-hmm. somebody there with a sword. So. Uh, they all show up and, uh, start kicking dark elf ass and whatnot. Um, and really a lot of this issue is the various uh, groups of characters showing up in different locales and trying to defend that realm or that area from uh, the uh, the bad guys for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, there's a cool shot in um, Midgard here. So uh, it looks like it's in England, I think, is where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a collection of heroes. And I, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, this uh Um, grouping here. Uh, We've got Captain Marvel, Captain Britain, who we read. um, uh, He was at uh, Avengers, um, Avengers Mountain in the, uh, the little like dining banquet with um, Mm. like T'Challa and uh, the big like grizzly bear dude and whatnot. Anyway, he was, he shows up there Uh, along with Sif, who I miss from the movie. I kind of wish he was uh, in Endgame, Mm -hmm. Um, but it is what it is. Um, We've got a character named Roz Solomon from uh oh uh, no 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 <laughs> that's not a girl <laughs> why that's a winter soldier uh. <laughs> whoops Um you have got weapon h there which is the hulk and wolverine combined because you know what comics that was fucking uh, cool again i was gonna <laughs> ask about that
0: i was like and wait was a second God. there's a Hulk yeah. with wolverine blades
1: and these weird like uh looks like apple home pods mm-hmm. t- just stuck all over his body you yeah. know what he gets a good signal, so whatever, Bluetooth <laughs> works. Uh, and then we also have Venom and Deadpool show up, and I think this is the first time that you've read a comic with Venom and yeah. Deadpool in it,
0: right? I think so.
1: Um, as you'll notice, Deadpool speaks in yellow word balloons. Hmm. Um, back in the day, it was established that his throat is so, like, like his whole body is riddled with cancer, mm. that it affected his vocal cords as well, so his word balloons have always had like a different... Um, coloring effect to them. It used to just be like a a yellow outline. Now it just uh, um, is the entire word balloon itself is Mm -hmm. colored yellow. Um, But uh, yeah. So uh, did you have any thoughts on uh, the scene or this grouping of of characters or whatever?
0: Mostly the Hulk Wolverine thing was uh, was throwing me off. I was just like, I've never even heard of this before. It seems pretty rad. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bucky looks like uh, Bucky from the movie. There's a lot of these people, uh, as I've talked about in this series, look like the people from the movie mm-hmm. now, uh, but he reminds me a lot of that um, when, he, when he still had long hair, uh, yeah. or when he does have long hair, I guess. Um, I like Deadpool. He made this joke because they uh, – first off, too, Captain Marvel calls them the War Avengers. Yeah. I didn't know if that was a, a thing or she just named that here. I, I, uh, I believe she just came up with it there off you the cuff. Go. Very cool. Um, but, yeah, she said something about uh, – they're talking about, like, um, what is it? Uh, Earth? Nobody does uh, war like humans do, and I was like, mm-hmm. that's sad. Uh, but then Deadpool <laughs> cheers us all up by saying we're also very good at pizza and dramatic entrances, which I, uh, I cracked up at. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I actually think I would really like... Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of Venom. I don't really understand that character mm-hmm. very much. Maybe if I read some more about it, uh, the movie incarnations of him haven't really... Have been great. Th- Your favorite. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get mm-hmm. it. Um, yep. mm-hmm. But Deadpool uh, you know, from the movies and stuff I, I really like. And then, uh, I think I would really like that as a, a comic character as well. So I'd really like to read more Deadpool stuff.
1: Okay. Uh, I will, uh, I'll line some stuff up for you to do cool. on this podcast. Um, let's see. So, uh, we get back to, uh, to daredevil, uh, with the, the all seeing eye, the, the power of, uh, Heimdall there. And eventually he just like, sees too much, and he just kind of freaks out over it. Um, a lot of the, the rest of the issue is different heroes fighting in different uh, realms and whatnot. Um, we see uh, Tony Stark and uh, Shuri uh, hanging out with the, the, uh, the dwarves um, building weapons. And um, let's see, we've got Namor punching lava sharks, because that's what you do uh-huh. sometimes, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you wear a, uh, an open torso uh, swim <laughs> swimkini and Punch Llama Sharks. <laughs> uh, we've got a, a big shot of the Fantastic Four with uh, Mr. Fantastic looking so much like John Krasinski. Yes, okay. I almost had to stop uh, like all noise around me for fear of getting a quiet place and oh, being shit. destroyed by a weird alien. Makes sense.
0: I um, uh, When I saw that, though, I've wondered about... Um, I hadn't, uh, since I'm not a big into the Fantastic Four. When I saw that, and it looked so much like him, I was trying to think of him in that role in a movie in the future. And Mm -hmm. I don't really know enough about that character to see to say if he would be a good casting for that. But I, in this, I was like, I, am down for that. I'd be down for uh, John Krasinski. I know he tried out Mm -hmm. for Captain America um, years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he was like pretty late in the process as well. And then he saw. Chris Evans put on the suit, and he was like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, yeah, <laughs> I get it. Uh, but I was like, for uh, Reed Richards, it'd be kind of interesting to me.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, I'd totally be up for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so anyways, the, the Avengers, the Avengers, fuck. They're all Avengers. God damn it. It's <laughs> hard. It's hard to do with this. Group um, number
0: three. Yeah, yeah Captain America's <laughs> group
1: with Wolverine and Luke Cage and uh, everyone else. Um, they follow the screams. Thinking they are going to run to Thor to help him, um, mm-hmm. but when they arrive at Thor, turns out he has done whooped all of these frost giants' asses, and uh, they're all laying uh, fully bodied under them or under him, and uh, he's missing his his weird like gold arm that he's had since uh, we started reading mm-hmm. the Avengers series, um, and uh, so he's missing an arm effectively, and uh, he's just slinging his uh, his lightning all over the place and um, he is uh, pissed as hell he yeah. says more giants send more Odin damn giants send them all and uh, that is how this issue ends.
0: Yeah it was pretty rad. Um, mm-hmm. the art but specifically the coloring in this like that that one scene at the end in particular mm-hmm. but uh, I love the uh, like Daredevil stuff the way they like kind of make it otherworldly mm-hmm. um, like cosmic looking um there some of the colors in this are just fucking fantastic and that that thor shot at the end is pretty fucking badass looking like yeah i know we've gotten some really cool scenes in the movies but nothing like that (laughs) quite and uh holy shit yeah it's pretty pretty awesome
1: hell yeah so i don't know where they're gonna go from here if if they're gonna have to like fight thor if he's just like in a weird like blood lust type thing or or what but um uh, it seems like they've got a way to, to get him back, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to, uh, wait until the next issue comes out to, to see, but otherwise a very action packed issue, I think.
0: Yep. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, the next issue doesn't come out for a couple of weeks, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see where it picks up from there.
0: Cool. And cool. then, right. um, to kind of touch on this briefly, um, We've all, we had also been reading the Avengers series, and I know mm-hmm. you've already uh, read the next issue, I guess I haven't yet, but um, it doesn't quite crossover with this, or does it?
1: Yeah, it's um, not for this narrative, it's like um, it focuses on the Squadron Supreme of America, the uh Marvel oh, version right. of the Justice League, yeah, and it's really just a, a story about those characters, and it seems like it's setting or laying down seeds for stories later on. Uh, mm-hmm. in the Avengers proper. But the, okay. the background setting is the uh, Squadron Supreme fighting some, like, Frost Giants that have invaded DC.
0: Oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. they show a lot of this. And this book, that was cool. They, they're, they like, all over the world, um, different yeah. groups of these villains and stuff um, mm-hmm. coming in uh, through the, what do they call it, the, the Black Bifrost? Uh, or something like the Dark Bifrost? Um, oh, yeah. So yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, the black, it was cool to see them, like, Bifrost. all over the... Yeah, yeah. Um, See them all over the world, whatever that makes sense. Um, uh, One thing I, when we, when you first started talking about this book and I was going through like page by page following along with you, um, I didn't quite see this the first time I saw it, but the very first page, um, they're in like a weapon room uh, where Captain America is like suiting up and he's talking to Lady Freya and she's telling him like to go get her son and everything like that. And they don't show the full thing, but uh, am I seeing this right? That there is a, an iron Black Panther suit? down there
1: it looks like it yeah that's pretty rad that is yeah fucking cool it looks like a hulk buster black panther yes
0: armor <laughs> yeah it looks huge yeah yeah that's awesome because um, you see it, like it might be like perspective on that but he, it's kind of like sunken down on a different level mm-hmm. and then there's other iron man suits behind that that i'm you know this thing looks pretty pretty fucking huge but uh yes and just cool looking so yeah i didn't see that the first time that was pretty rad
1: yeah, hopefully we get to see that in the future. Right, um, yeah. I want to see that in action.
0: pretty <laughs> badass.
1: <laughs> absolutely. All right. So should we move on to the main topic at hand, which is catching, on so, catching up on some pop culture?
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I have a whole bunch of shit to talk about. Uh, I was telling Brent before the show that I, we've been meaning to do a pop culture catch up for a while now, but uh, in particular, there's so many things that I kind of forget sometimes if I briefly mention them on the show that I had watched them or if we talked about them at length. So, I'm going to say a whole bunch of stuff. Britt might jump in there with a, with a few as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to get us started, um, I watched mostly movies are going to be on here. But um, and some things, it's, uh, it's going to get mixed. It's like some things I was trying out for the first time, things I revisited, all that kind of stuff. So my, my first one is a revisited movie, um, and it's called Predestination. And it came out in 2014. It's a, a time travel movie by the Spirit Brothers. Okay. Um, and they did uh, Daybreakers, a vampire movie. Uh, before this as well and This this has Ethan Hawke in it um, Do you know about this movie Have we talked about this before Like outside the podcast
1: uh-uh. I can't remember No you said Predestination
0: mm-hmm. So it is a um, It's a really cool premise um, And I don't even know Really how to lay it out there Without like telling a lot of the story Or whatever But it's uh It's kind of a, a Paradoxical Circular timeline story, and I obviously I love, I've talked about I love time travel movies and stuff, and uh-huh. I also uh, I don't think I've mentioned this a whole lot, but Ethan Hawke is one of my favorite actors. I've oh, always okay. just really liked that dude, and pretty much anything I've ever seen him in. So, um, and uh, this is this is no exception. It's a very cool movie. Uh, it's based on a, a, a story called All You Zombies by Highland uh, from back in the day, and uh, essentially, like I think all you really know is there's some type of um, like Ethan Hawke works for. A group who have like a time travel device like in suitcases so they have some kind of a device and they go around like fixing timelines they can do things whatever Mm -hmm. and it's about him like setting things in motion in this circular story to make sure that things happen but they jump through like different points in a in different people's lives or whatever and they all kind of connect and um it's really hard to to say too much about it it's it's one of those things like once you watch it and then you get to the end and it's just this like mind-blowing time travel paradox and it's just very very fucking cool and i had actually been wanting to watch this for a long time again i watched it years ago when it first came out and i loved it um but not enough to buy it at the time but i had never stopped thinking about it and finally it showed up on like itunes recently for like 4.99 and i was like mm-hmm. fuck yes perfect so uh i was really glad to watch it again it's one of my it's become one of my favorite time travel movies and um i'm not even sure like most time travel movies that it all makes sense but it's super fucking cool. So yeah,
1: awesome. Uh, yeah, I've never heard of this. So yeah, yeah I'd have to uh, definitely look into this. It's currently streaming on Sony Crackle and something called Realeys, R E A L E Y Z. Wow, heard
0: never heard of that one. Yeah. Crackle I've never gotten into. I've heard of it at least. But uh, yeah. there's so many weird like like lower-level streaming platforms that I'm just like, what is this? I just think they're all fake, so I didn't ever even try them, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh, I go for the, the big ones. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. It, for a little while, it was streaming on Amazon Prime. And then by the time I, I saw it again in my list and I wanted to watch it, they had taken it off. And that's one of the reasons I love and hate Amazon Prime is that um, I think Hulu does the same thing. Like, Netflix, as far as I remember, it's, like, whatever shows up, like, you can watch, right? But in in Amazon Uh Prime, like, you can buy movies or rent them, like, in iTunes, and they stream movies through Prime Video. So if you put it in your queue on Prime Video and it's free and streaming, and they take it off, it just remains in your queue. So it looks (laughs) like you can watch it, but you have to go rent it, and I fucking hate it. Like, it's nice, I guess, that it keeps track so that if they do bring it back, you can see, like, the little Prime emblem and watch it again, but... I was very excited to go watch this one day and then it wasn't actually on prime anymore. And I was like, "Ah, great fuck. Yeah. And I just don't rent or buy things through Amazon. I do that through iTunes. So I was like, I'm never going to use that really. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I ended up buying it finally for pretty cheap, which was great. So, Oh, well, good, good. That's always good. Uh, what else do you have? Um, so I, I forgot to mention this too. I think I kind of stuck to this, but I do have a timer, uh, set up. I'm trying to keep these to about five minutes or less so that uh, we don't just keep going for forever because I have like 12 or 13 things to talk about and okay. in like five minutes, it's like another hour. Sure. So uh, another one I revisited that I've been very, very excited about, I hadn't seen since I was uh, a kid. Um, it was a 1993 movie and I think I saw it around then. I, I think I saw it like on HBO um, 93, 94, but it's called Fire in the Sky and it okay. is a uh, an alien abduction movie about a group of loggers. Um, I think like in... Um, Washington or, or something like that they're like uh, in the forest you know and as they're coming back in their truck together one night they see a bright light it looks like a, a fire in the sky and they stop and um, one of them gets like uh, hit with a beam of light and you don't really see a craft but they keep talking about it like they're seeing this like UFO and then he looks to to have died I think this is all kind of in the very beginning and so they leave him and they come back to town and and it turns into a thing of, are they lying or not? Did they just, like, kill this guy? There's, like, a guy on their team who's, like, a, like an ex-convict or whatever. And so they don't really, they think that, like, they got into it and they probably murdered him and left him in the in the woods. And they're like, yeah, he got abducted by aliens. But you see it, like, it's, it's obvious in the beginning, like, you see it happen. So it's, like, this thing where it's, uh, are they telling the truth or not? And the kind of, the reaction of their families and friends and in the, the whole town, believing mm-hmm. them or not. Um, and it's just a very uh, interesting movie I, I didn't love it as much as I did when I was a kid unfortunately but um, I did like it a lot still It's for some reason this is always stuck in my head I like alien movies as well uh, alien abduction things too mm-hmm. um, this has some good people in it um, uh, Robert Patrick um, you know from, from Terminator 2 but this is uh, bearded I think uh, a little more low key type of guy um, and uh db sweeney who uh he's in some like 80s and 90s movies and stuff but mm-hmm. i have liked him too whatever um peter berg whatever he was still pretty young uh was in this who's uh, an actor and a director now um but yeah it's uh it was it was still pretty good um and i would recommend it if you like you know alien movies and um if you look it up the uh the poster is one of my favorite posters
1: yeah i was it's gonna really say fucking th- cool yeah the the poster i looked up as you were speaking and yeah it uh boy, that's iconic. I remember this from when I was younger and I remember watching the movie and I was like, I I don't, I don't remember if there are aliens in this or not, but I remember like thinking as a child, is this going to have special effects or no? Like which one, (laughs) which one are we doing? I don't have time for this. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a a drama.
0: Yeah, Yeah. About that. So yeah. Do you remember this other than that? Like, do you remember liking this movie or not liking this movie or anything?
1: Uh, I remember not having time for this movie because there weren't any <laughs> aliens almost immediately because this came out when I was young and I, yeah. I just didn't, it, it, yeah, it didn't yeah. stick with me for whatever reason, but, Fair enough. uh, maybe it'd be better as an adult.
0: Um, yeah, I think, uh, it was, it was okay. I, it's funny cause I liked it as a kid more than I did as an adult, but, uh, I was also <laughs> like, uh. I get your point, though, you know, like, I, I don't know, there was a lot, there was like a different periods of my childhood where I was trying to be like a, a serious film connoisseur, you know, and this is uh, maybe the start of that era, um, like, uh, liking, like, uh, almost specifically liking it because it wasn't like, you know, bombastic like uh, Independence Day would be, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I liked kind of the, the dramatic aspects, that was one of my favorite parts when I when I was watching this younger Uh, was that it's more about like everybody turning on them and like thinking that they didn't really this didn't really happen and I'm like Mm -hmm. thinking about that as a kid I mean like what you know if 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 that did happen and why would anybody believe you like it's like Mm -hmm. a weird thing where like I don't believe in a lot of things Um, you know like god but but I also believe in aliens Uh, I don't know that I believe that they've really made contact a whole lot I just think that they're out there and the universe somewhere to, to be contacted. So it's like, I don't think I don't put a whole lot of faith in the, the, the abductions like this have really taken place, but they they really fascinate me as stories at least, you know? Um, and if that really happened, what people would do. So
1: I think part of my issue with this movie is that it came out the same year as Jurassic park and there were dinosaurs mm. everywhere. That's right. You, there you go. we got special <laughs> effects, baby. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah. So man. I just, I wanted some of that from, uh, from that movie. But yeah, uh, that makes that's sense. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, you know what? I'm uh, I'm going to cede my time for pop culture stuff to uh, to you because I know you've got a lot of stuff you want to uh, to
0: discuss. So, well, I appreciate feel, that. Feel free. Feel free. Um, well, uh, give me one second because I'm trying to pull up uh, this movie and it, it, there are two different movies with the same title and it won't pull up the one that I'm trying to find. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's really annoying because I was like, that person's not in the movie I know about. Uh, oh my is God, it
1: Halloween? Are you pulling up Halloween? Yeah. There are two of them. <laughs>
0: That's right. So tough. Why did they do that to us? So I watched a movie recently and by watched, I mean, I skipped forward a lot of it and finally turned it <laughs> off because I hated it. Uh, <laughs> but there was a movie I was very excited about and it's one of the, it's like, this is what I do when I, when I hear about movies, I'll hear about them like on Slash Film or Collider and I'll be like. Kind of filed it away I might I might save a bookmark I might just like Remember I've heard about that movie It showed up at Sundance Or it showed up at that Fantastic Fest Or whatever Yeah And then I'll It'll come out on streaming And I'll be like Yeah I'm gonna watch that And then I, I don't look it up Beforehand And I don't realize that What I heard about it Was maybe mediocre Or I don't look at The Rotten Tomatoes Which shows it at like 43% Or whatever yeah. And I thought I was going into Like a really cool Like genre movie And then that's not What I got So this is one of those uh, There's a movie called Prodigy that is, uh, as they call it on, on Collider, a character focused indie take on the superhero sub genre. And hmm. it, it details a, uh, a young girl who's like 10 years old. And she is basically, she has superpowers like, uh, Brightburn that's coming out that, that, that looks like a better version of this, you know, like a real world type of scenario. Uh, but she's basically being interviewed by a psychologist to see like what to do with her, um, and so it's kind of like a, a quiet, like one or two room drama almost, you know, it's like the room that she's being interviewed in and then like the two way glass and the other people on the other side of that glass, you know, okay. um, I expected really cool things. It sounds like a really cool premise to me. Um, it still does, but, um, unfortunately the little girl just wasn't that great in her role. Um, every line felt like she was literally reading the script and not really like with much emotion or anything like that. And Everybody kind of in it wasn't that great, and the story itself didn't really play out to be that great. So I fast-forwarded a lot, jumped around here and there to see kind of what plays out, and uh, unfortunately, I just didn't care for it in the end. So, is this it, yeah?
1: Is this movie the one that came out in 2017? So or that's the problem.
0: There's another one called The Prodigy with Ch- yeah. Taylor Schilling. Uh, this is not that.
1: Oh. Yeah,
0: it's this one's hard to find. I don't know. Let me see if I can find what year it came out. This was written in 2018 in March. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I don't see a date that it actually came out. <laughs> and, and it's just called Prodigy, not The Prodigy. But it's really hard to yeah. like Google that. Yeah,
1: I um, found one that's called Just Prodigy from 2017, and it uh-huh. has uh, a girl. Um, let's see. It says. Uh, something about a nine-year-old psychopathic genius with nothing
0: to lose but doesn't say anything about power is that it so yeah uh imagine she's like Jean gray okay but instead of x-men it's like the real world it's like our world and so they're like trying to evaluate her but she can like move shit with her mind and do all this crazy shit but she's like pissed off did you watch this on netflix uh i believe so yeah it was like it was streaming somewhere Okay. So Netflix or, it was Netflix, Hulu or Amazon prime. That's the ones I have. So,
1: because this says it came out in 2017, but you said the screenplay wasn't written until no, I, uh, this, uh, this article. Oh, I was okay. Reading. Yeah. It was from okay. March,
0: 2018. I didn't okay. know. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know it actually was released or whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, what? Well, we may still be talking about different movies.
0: It, this is actually mm-hmm. a movie within predestination. It's a time travel paradox. That's what I was talking about. I was just trying to bring it in. I didn't care mm-hmm. for this movie within the movie. But it's all there. They wrote it twenty eighteen. It came out in twenty seventeen. It's fucking crazy.
1: That's fine. Yeah, totally makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Good.
0: So yeah, uh, if this sounds cool, like this is something I I imagined I would really like, and I would imagine that I would have told you like, hey, you should watch this. I was expecting mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, just I just didn't care for it myself, uh, yeah. unfortunately. So I really can't recommend it. Um, so it's more of like a, avoid this movie. is what I'm my, my advice. Okay. Really. Yeah. Sure. Um, so uh, another thing, we going go switch it up to a comic book. Was I finally finished the Umbrella Academy? The uh, at least oh, the first
1: nice
0: series of books. I don't I don't know what you'd call that. It's like a, the apocalypse suite. is what they call uh-huh. it. It's like six issues. Um, yeah. I've been reading it since I watched the show on Netflix, and um, yeah, I, I liked it. It was cool. Um, you had read this before, right? Is that right? Yeah,
1: I've I've only read it once, and that was several years ago. But okay. I remember liking it and the follow up series quite a bit.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited to, to read the follow up and. Um, the, you know, the show was kind of... I liked it and then didn't like it, but I found that um, in retrospect, thinking back on it, I really liked it. And I liked how they expanded some things from the book. The book kind of um, has different... Like, they're they're close. The stories are really close, but um, they have some, like, different character motivations or, or connections and stuff. Yeah. And I found that actually after reading the book that I was like, oh, I prefer the stuff they did with the show, maybe because I saw it first. But I've mm-hmm. really found that I, I did like it uh the show a lot more in my head now and i really want to go back and watch it again eventually maybe when they do season two or something like that i'll I'll be excited for it and i'm excited for more of this book um it has some really interesting art and character designs and stuff in it um Mm -hmm. and i liked how each of the i guess the splash page whatever like the every time they would show like the title page um Mm -hmm. it would become like a horizontal thing that covered I guess like two pages maybe I was reading it digitally oh, sure. but yeah. um, it just looked really cool and they would always like have these long titles where it would say whatever in bold and then it would be like it was always like uh, the only thing like, I, I can compare it to is the movie Doctor Strange Love where it's subtitled or how I, how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb like it was always oh, like yeah. a long subtitle basically to it mm-hmm. uh, that kind of explained what was going to happen in the story a little bit so mm-hmm. uh, I'm kind of a sucker for that titling I like that a lot so mm-hmm. uh, but yeah this was really it was really cool I'm glad that I watched the show and then read the book uh, both were, were pretty cool. So I'm, I'm down to read more of it, and then, again, when the show comes back out, that'd be pr- pretty awesome. Mm.
1: My favorite part of Dr. Love is when he gets the time stone. That was mm. the best part.
0: Well, I'm glad you b- brought that up, because it's one I forgot to put on here, but I watched Dr. Strange again last night or oh. yesterday. Have, so I brought this up before. I've tried to watch Dr. Strange. I've watched it, quote-unquote, uh, mm. two times, maybe three uh, I think two, though, and I fell asleep both times. I could never get into that movie. <laughs> Something about it was just boring to me. I don't know why. There's a lot yeah. of cool shit. I, I got that it was like visually intriguing, which should keep me up, uh, if anything. But um, You up? Just... <laughs> but I never really got into it, and I don't know why. Yep. But ever since Infinity War and then Endgame, I have been like, man, I really like Doctor Strange a lot more. I think because his character played such a pivotal role. And yep. what happened? So, and uh, maybe want to go back and, and watch it. So I finally picked it up again, and I was pleasantly surprised this time. I actually really liked it. Um, I think I, I wasn't at the time for some reason. I just wasn't ready for the stuff it introduced. In particular, like he starts off as a kind of a skeptic of you know a spiritual body, the spiritual plane within our bodies, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And then you know the the ancient one like hits him in the chest and knocks his his spirit out into the astral plane and i'm just like since i'm not a believer in any kind of religion or anything like that i just i think i was partly tuning it out for that i just didn't care for it but i also didn't see his full scope in the mcu when it first came out right but yeah. now i get it and i'm like oh like this is cool like he he has some cool powers and it's interesting it's more interesting now that i know where he fits in the time of everything else so in the timeline yeah. so um, so yeah, actually pretty, I dug it a lot more. I've also been following that, uh, writer I kind of mentioned sometimes, C. Robert Cargill on Twitter who, uh, gives some great advice to writers and stuff. And he was uh, a co-writer with Scott Derrickson on this. Uh, they are like writing partners and stuff. So after seeing that he was like a really cool guy in person, um, on Twitter, at least, you know, uh, I was, I kind of want to give it a shot for that as well. So I was glad to yeah. watch it again. It was, uh, it was pretty cool.
1: Yep. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, you kept falling asleep. And then uh, finally, in a last ditch attempt to stay awake, you were like, Mr. Sandman, I've come to bargain. <laughs> and what? he was like, What? I'm just here sprinkling dust in your eye. I need you to go to sleep. I'm going to take those baby teeth out of your hand and give them to the Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, God, that's
0: scary. That, are they my teeth? Yes. Oh, shit. Of course. I'm gonna, <laughs> did you not think they look familiar? It's even creepier. I'm
1: going to take your eye teeth so maybe you can see a little bit better. Oh, my God. I'm going to give your eye teeth the Sonic the Hedgehog. he got a whole (laughs) head full of eye teeth.
0: That's even more terrifying. Yeah. What if they came back and it was just a worse design? Would be, like,
1: (laughs) cool? I thought about that. Yeah. (laughs) Have you ever seen uh, videos on YouTube of, like, video game characters where uh, they're, like, exploded or whatever? Like, there's something about Mm -hmm. the, um, the wire frame or whatever that... There's a, a weird glitch that some action or whatever causes the, the character yeah, yeah. to, like, its head to explode or expand or something like that. What if it was just like that the entire time? Just, like, inconsistent, exploded CGI character just they all throughout get the, the movie. They could the wireframes
0: done. They couldn't right. actually, like,
1: <laughs> yeah. finish out
0: the animation. <laughs> but, like, they deleted the old one because the fans yeah. didn't like it, and they're like... Mm -hmm. we'll do what we can what do we yeah yeah, he like switched back and forth then there's like some scenes he -hmm. looked like really good all of a sudden yeah and other ones he was like like the trailer looks right now they're like we can do do what we can
1: and then (laughs) for like one one quick shot it's just mario like jumping through there
0: (laughs) what if he just looked like mario that's (laughs) the change this is a secret super mario brothers 2 sequel yeah crossover maybe oh yeah Mm, it's all connected Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, so another one, uh, this is a show on Netflix. I can't remember if you and I had talked about it outside of the show or not. Um, I had been really excited about this, and I, I guess I'll give it another shot, but I just didn't, Amanda and I both, just didn't really care for it. Um, there's a show called Russian Doll. Oh, yeah. Uh, with Natasha Lyonne, and mm-hmm. um, it's the it's the groundhog treatment. It's She she dies and then wakes up again at this party and is reliving her night over and over again. But And this one, it's kind of funny. She keeps... She resets her day by dying, um, and she's always, like, clumsy. She, like, falls downstairs or, like, walks into traffic on accident and all this different stuff or whatever. I think that's how it starts, even. She gets hit by mm-hmm. a car and then wakes up again. And uh, I really thought I was going to like it. It was uh, created by Natasha Leone and Amy Poehler, and then uh, oh. Leslie Headland, who I mentioned mm-hmm. before, did that um, Bachelorette movie that Amanda and I really didn't care for. Yeah. You know? And I'm wondering if I just don't really care for her. I don't know. There's something about it. Uh, this, to me, is its one of those things. Um, it, they're short episodes. They're like 30 minutes or, or less or something like that. But I, I expected to like it, but she is a very unlikable character. And mm. as I get older, sometimes I just don't want to see assholes. Like, yeah. I just... As I get older, I just don't want to see assholes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just don't want to see, like, character assholes on the screen. You know, like, it's just... Yeah. It's not fun. And to mm-hmm. me, like, she is not... She It's compelling. Like, as, when I brought it up, Amanda was like, yeah, but I think she's supposed to be. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not like... I don't care to watch that then. So uh, I think we tried two episodes. Um, it might be like ten total. Eight. Yeah, just eight. Um, and they're short. But uh, we, like, we were going to watch like two in a night and then go back to it. And we just never did. Um, I think Amanda was a little more into it than I was, but... Uh, I expected big things, and I love that premise. Grandpa Day is one of my very favorite movies of all time, and I love that premise. Uh, Happy Death Day, you know, we've talked about, too, is uh, kind of a fun premise like that. And yeah. uh, they're also different with that same conceit, which I think is fun, and how they can change it up and do different things. But, yeah, it just really wasn't for me.
1: Oh, well, that's disappointing. I'd been curious. I'd heard yeah. kind of mixed reviews about it, but uh, figured I'd give it a try at some point. Um, but, yeah, that's a, a little disheartening.
0: Yeah, it's uh, I heard I thought I heard mostly good things about it. Um and that might have hurt it a little bit from me too. Um mm-hmm. that when I went out into it I was just like I don't really know what people really saw it that much. Yeah. And a, a little bit of me still still is curious to go back, but really there's so much other stuff to watch. I I just really haven't like since we we I mean, that was a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah. I haven't really felt the need to ever go back <laughs> and watch it yet, so probably I never will. Yeah. Yeah all right uh I'm gonna take a drink of water for this marathon talking session
1: mm, there we mm, go mm, yeah, purple right cup
0: oh yeah Brent I gotta say I get I get this purple cup for you sometimes
1: oh thank you sometimes Purple. well who is it for today <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I get the purple cup it's always for you but my main oh, cup okay. is an orange cup because I love OSU Oklahoma State with my orange but if that cup is dirty purple is usually it
1: mm, okay I see
0: I'll allow it. Especially I've been drinking some RC Colo. That's the best. Purple cup all the way. Um, So another one, uh, disappointing Netflix movie that I have been (laughs) pretty excited to see. Yeah, this is good. Have you, did you watch Bird Box? Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I can't remember what you said about it. I I thought you had seen it.
1: Um, Yeah, I I saw it and uh, I thought it was kind of, I thought it was good. I just wasn't all that into it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm it's um it's very similar to A Quiet Place you know Mm -hmm. like premise wise and they came out like around the same time and A Quiet Place was just just fucking rocked my world it was so good and um I really like uh, as Amanda said we were really into it uh, Bird Box for the first half and the second half a lot of it just kind of fell away and when that happens that really kind of ruins the whole thing for me like uh if if the second half is not redeeming then it it doesn't redeem the first you know like it, it can't be the other way around and um there was a lot of stupid stuff in it to me. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> we were kind of ripping it to shreds afterwards. I thought it was, it, parts of it were okay. Um, I just think it's hard because I, you shouldn't really compare the movies. They're not the same thing, whatever. But whenever you mm-hmm. uh, have something so similar and so, ti- you know, they came around at the same time and everything, that it's hard not to. And I, just the, the conceit of monsters that can hear so well in a quiet place and that you have to be absolutely quiet. And the fact that they cast a an actual deaf person as the daughter um, yeah. was so intriguing. And in this one, I just don't really understand like the visual thing. It's just not as compelling to be like, we have to blindfold everybody. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm going to go to a little bit of spoilers real quick for this. So okay. I had mentioned like about halfway through that I was like, what would be really interesting to me is if they had a blind character, like A Quiet Place, which would make it more similar to it. But also that's... Part of the great thing about A Quiet Place is that she can't hear them, but she still has to be quiet, and it's just very interesting. But there are parts of this movie that were, like, Sandra Bullock would, like, use string, or it looked like, almost like a uh, like a fly fishing, uh, fly fishing reel tied yeah. to her, like, belt, so that she like, find her way, because they have to wear blindfolds. But other times, she would just pick up her kids... And full on sprint through the woods, <laughs> right? Yeah. And nobody carries a stick. I'm like, that's like the number one thing we all know mm-hmm. to walk around like blind people do. Yeah, it just seems like it would have been they would have gotten a little bit better navigation of the world if they just paid attention to what they've seen blind people do, yeah. And not just run through the woods. She trips constantly and falls down, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, because you're gonna like I'm surprised she didn't run to a fucking tree headfirst. You know, that's what really would have happened. Yeah,
1: she should constantly have a bloody and smashed nose yes, from yes, just constantly. existing in that world the yeah. way that she does, you know? Um, yeah, I I didn't... I don't know. I I, I see why people like it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, unlike The Quiet Place where we got to see the actual, like, creatures, um, that added some more mm-hmm. um, depth and um, it just made it creepier for me. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, it's just, like, invisible things are yeah. out there get, getting people or uh, I guess making them suicidal or something like that
0: which was very close to the happening so I kept thinking about that <laughs> then I Shyamalan uh-huh piece of shit movie <laughs> um it also had like the same thing like the the most you saw the creatures was like wind moving leaves and I was like <laughs> this is the happening and it makes people violent and want to kill themselves yeah um uh, Which Which is
1: what people say about that movie. (laughs)
0: Yeah, which is just something you don't want to like, people don't talk about the happening in a very fond way, you know, like, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just felt like uh, as it went on, the the story just got cheesier and cheesier to me, Uh, and I I was going to say the spoiler thing is, they do end up at like a a blind school, Mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, but it didn't, I was like, that doesn't solve your problems, they didn't solve anything, Mm -hmm. you don't see the creatures, you don't know what's going on. You don't get any resolution really to anything except for Mm -hmm. she survived with her two kids and nobody else they knew did, you know, and they meet new people there or whatever. I guess that the doctor is there again, but, um, it just felt very like lackluster by the end of it. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what people were were saying anything good about this to me. It was just kind of like a really like poor man's quiet place. And halfway through when it started going downhill, I was just like, I just want to turn on a quiet place. Like that sounds like a much better idea. <laughs> Plus, it was a lot longer. Quiet Place yeah. is like eighty six minutes. It's a fucking bullet. It just goes, and that's just like kept going. Kind of like my talk yeah. right now. So, well, uh, I
1: mean, yeah, Bird Box did seem like it meandered a little bit more than than a Quiet Place. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm on board with with your agreement. Your <laughs> agreement. Your your assessment of <laughs> this movie.
0: Cool. There's one more thing. I, I forgot to bring this up to Amanda, but I have your I, I want your take on it too. Yeah. There's a whole early scene where the Sarah Paulson is her sister, and <laughs> yeah. uh, we love Sarah Paulson, so yeah. she's great. I was very excited to see her. Knew she wasn't in any of the marketing stuff, so she wasn't sticking around, but mm-hmm. they constantly, in those scenes, constantly talk about horses. Horses don't play a major part at all in the story. She doesn't, like, get around on horses. They don't... She sees them, like, one time, but I thought... I was like, what is the point of this character detail that her sister runs like a horse farm or whatever, or that they grew up around horses. I thought that was definitely going to play a part. And then it just never comes up again. Very weird detail. I just didn't understand.
1: Um, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't even remember that, uh, at all, at all. But my best guess would be Mm -hmm. that there was a deleted scene where, um, later in the movie, Sandra Bullock is playing horseshoes with her kids <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, it's very loud and um, that attracts the attention of the uh, invisible wind creatures mm-hmm. and uh, they have to run off from there or whatever horses
0: got it you nailed it yep. I think they're yeah they're probably gonna release that later on and it will all make sense but mm-hmm. for right yeah, now sure. mm-hmm. without the context there I just don't know what's doing mm-hmm. you know um, yeah Last thing I'll say about it is uh, you don't see the creatures, except uh, it's been like a while since this movie has been out. So I had already seen the creatures online, and I, I thought they were going to show up, and I thought it was going to be stupid. Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the they're, they're, like weird baby The weird things. baby face thing. Yeah. I didn't know if that was in the movie or if they had released that which I found out later they had released that from like the creature designer released what they were going for so I kept waiting for the stupid baby face thing to show up and really make the movie fucking dumb and it doesn't but I still had it in my mind already so it really kind of ruined it and then when you just don't see them at all you don't get any resolution about what they are except potentially the guy in the beginning saying that they're like demons or like some other earthly worldly thing or whatever that wants us to our demise to come about or whatever, which again, I just don't believe in. So it lacks a lot of anything for me. Yeah.
1: Um, they they look like old babies, um, Yes, which is not to say an adult human. They just like, <laughs> if, a, if a baby was just old, <laughs> yeah.
0: just like an
1: aged baby.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, just un- unfortunate. I, I had that in my mind and then seeing everybody react off screen and then want to kill themselves and like seeing them like in horror and then imagine that was what they were going to see. Mm-hmm. And I think what I read later on, I guess that was like, that was actually like one nightmare scene of Sandra Bullock's and that maybe they kind of like shapeshift to what everybody fears the most was the mm-hmm. idea. It wasn't like they just looked like that, but in my head I had already seen that online. I thought they were going to show up and it was really hard for me to think of anybody being scared of that. So that kind of took a lot of tension away from it where, whereas again, like a quiet place was just fucking tension heavy the whole fucking time, you know? Yeah. So yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> All right. I got three more, buddy. Okay. You down for this? Is that a threat? I, I think it is. <laughs> you held up a Wolverine's
1: claw <laughs> worth <laughs> of fingers. I <laughs> yeah,
0: did. Um, a while ago when we were in town, I showed you and your wife, Brandy, a trailer for a, we're going to call it a girl power movie called Assassination Nation. Do you recall oh, yeah. that? Yeah. It's supposed to be very bloody, very, it's like teenagers, uh, kind of like Salem witch trial type thing, um, and a social media age. Uh, essentially what happens in the plot of this movie is someone goes online and releases info. I think it's about like uh, the mayor at first of the town. They release like their like social media and like other search history, and it turns out he's like one of those like conservative guys who like rails against LGBTQ things. And he's, like, in this super gay porn, though. and <laughs> Of course. So, like, they release that, and everybody, like, turns on him. And then slowly but surely, like, everybody in town, their stuff gets released. So, like, the principal of the school, and then people start turning on him. And it's kind of like the witch hunt thing. But it finally turns on the uh, this, like, main group of girls we followed throughout the movie where um, somebody says that uh, they release the, this info about everybody in town. And so, like, a lynch mob starts up and wants to like murder them. And even the cops are involved. It's very, uh, it's very 2019 and Mm -hmm. super bloody. Um, it was, it was good, but I didn't love it. It felt, um, a little too on the nose. Sometimes it felt a little too exploitation, you know?
1: Um, Mm. like they were trying too hard.
0: Yeah. Like with like, it, 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 it felt like if this had been written and directed by a woman, because uh, it is like a girl power movie. It's like there's like a scene in the trailer of this badass where the girls basically like weapon up and they're like fuck the men in this town. We're gonna fight back and everything like that. And they it shows them like walking down a street and then like all, like a whole bunch of girls form up behind them in the street and it looks like it's going like all at war. And it sounds like it'd be really cool, but it was written and directed by a guy. And I just felt like it lacked something—a uh, little nuance from the female perspective. It could have been really cool, but it felt like a guy made this movie, so it was very, ex- like, it's very like exploitation heavy for violence and like female sexuality and stuff. Whereas I think that it could have been more if it came from a female mind, I guess. Oh, I see. Yeah, you know. So it had some interesting visuals and um, plot lines and everything like that. It was—it's very, very dark. Um, it's like when I say it's like very 2019 it feels like very close to like Charlottesville type you know neo-Nazis fighting Antifa in the streets you know it feels very uh, it's almost a little too heavy because it's so violent and it's a little too real in our real world now
1: would you say there are good people on both sides though?
0: (laughs) and this one no the girls I'm all about Okay. Uh, Including those. One of them, it was uh, transgender,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which was cool to see, like, a main character. and oh, sure. uh, But obviously, in the movie, a lot of people don't like that. That's, like, a major <laughs> plot point. Very hard to watch, right? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I'd, I'd want to watch it myself again. I don't know. You might – I might recommend it to you. I wouldn't recommend it. It's one of those things I wouldn't recommend to a lot of people because um, it's, very, it's very specific taste. Yeah. And I'm not even sure it was mine, you know, and I like mm-hmm. weird shit like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, out there. So yeah. Last night, Amanda and I watched a new Netflix original, uh, called someone great. Oh, okay. Which is, uh, uh, we watched the trailer. It was pretty good. Um, it has Gina Rodriguez who was in, uh, Jane, the Virgin or is in Jane, the Virgin the TV show. Okay. Um, which I've never really seen, but i I liked her so much in this movie that I, I might actually give that a shot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it has Brittany Snow from Pitch Perfect. Okay. I right. saw the
1: the um, card, the little like yeah. um, promo card thing on it on, on Netflix. Because, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it
0: mm-hmm. just came out like this last week or something. Yeah. And then uh, Dewanda Wise, uh, who is their uh, other friend. Um, and it's kind of a, I thought it was going to be more of, like I guess, like a romantic comedy. Um, it, it's about Gina Rodriguez. Is li- They all live in New York, and – she just got a job offer in San Francisco, and she was dating—I'm uh, losing his name now—like uh, Keith Stanfield, is her oh, boyfriend. I'm right? in. I'm in. Yeah, I yep. know. I know you would be right. Yep. So they—they they, in the trailer and stuff. They—they they break up because she's leaving town, and it's kind of about like this last night of hers in town before she leaves. And I thought it was gonna be more of a not rom-com necessarily, like a breakup com, I guess you know, in that same yep. kind of vein. Uh, but it way more plays into the friendship of those girls. Like, they def- they definitely, like, go into, like, their relationships and stuff, all of them. Um, but it's more about, like, this core group of girls and their friendship. And uh, I had a fucking blast. It was oh, great. so good. I was so shocked. I thought it would be a lot of these Netflix movies. Like, I mean, and I like them. but And she she put it on. I I, don't, I liked the trailer. I don't know that I would have watched it by myself. But mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I did. I love Britney Snow from, like, mm-hmm. the Pitch Perfect movies and stuff. Uh, But all of them were so good. Um, They are very—the whole script is very quick-witted, and their acting for it is very sharp, uh, which I liked a lot. The jokes are, like, very witty and stuff. Um, And it was really interesting. uh, To give a little bit of a spoiler of how it plays out, I I thought, as I said from the trailer, it was going to be more about, like, their relationship. I thought it was going to, like, start off with them— in the relationship and they break up and then all the stuff happens but Mm -hmm. they it really like I think the very first thing you see is like they've broken up and it more plays out like it goes back in time to show parts of their relationship of them like getting together and then flashes forward to her today and stuff when she's like drinking out of a bottle of scotch and being like let's go fucking party right so it's like her, her bad night trying to get this shit done doing molly or whatever and trying to feel better and then it flashes back to the relationship, which is a, a much better way to show that I found out yeah. than like the straight linear storyline that I thought it was gonna be. So, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, I would highly recommend this one. It's on Netflix, easy okay, to watch. Cool. Um, it was one of those. Uh, Amanda was already tired. We, I think we finished it about 11 o'clock, but we both, like, literally, uh, you know, we're having a good night. We were both like drinking and stuff and just enjoying the movie. And it ended, and we were both like, I would literally start this movie over right now. It was so much fun. Uh, So I'd highly recommend it. It's super fun. I can't wait to watch it again.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I'll definitely check that one out.
0: All right. One last one, Brent. This marathon session. Avengers Endgame. (laughs) I got like three hours. (laughs) We'll we'll flesh it out. I've been waiting to talk about this movie, talk to you about this movie for a while. I watched this a month, month and a half ago. There's a movie... I believe I saw this either on Hulu or Amazon Prime. I think it was okay. Prime. It's called Remember the Days, and Days is D-A-Z-E. Okay. Like Days and Confused, which it tries to be. This is not a good movie. I'm going to say that right now. This is the weirdest shit, though. I just have to tell this story to the whole world. Okay. I had heard about this movie. It came out in 2007, uh, released in 2008, I guess, actually, in theaters, in uh, Festival circuit in 2007. Um, it basically is, is trying to be... It takes place in the 90s, but it was just made seven years after the 90s, right? But it's trying <laughs> to be Dazed and Infused, which just takes place... It was, like, filmed 20 years after, you know, basically 20, period. 15, 20 years, yeah. Yeah. Which makes a lot more sense. But it essentially even tries to follow the same thing. It's like, there's a party planned, I think, that gets, like, canceled because parents come back home. They're gonna go like meet in a field and have a party instead. It like plays like almost beat for beat, and like dacing infused. It has an incredible cast. That's why I watched it. I had heard about it for years, Um, except it was a movie that like barely made a blip. It's so weird, but um, it has a very young Brie Larson, like straight up looks like a teenager Brie Larson uh, in her teenager role. Amber Heard, uh, Leighton Meester, like uh, pre gossip girl. Uh, Alexa Vega, uh, post Spy Kids, uh, but <laughs> pre, like, super hot, uh, Alexa Vega, where she's literally, like, 15, and it's, she's still trying to be hot, and it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, it has, uh, who else in this? It has, like, so many people, um, there's a, there's a girl named Marnette Patterson, who I've had a huge crush on since I was a kid. She's in this movie called Camp Nowhere that I grew up on and I love. Okay. And, She's not in, like in anything anymore. She's like in Wild Things Four, I think, uh, and that's <laughs> pretty much it. Camp nowhere. That's when that series starts getting good. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she's in this, and I was very happy to see her again. Um, Lindsay F- Fonseca from uh, Kick Ass mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, some other shows and stuff, or oh, uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. She's in that. Okay. Um, it just has like tons of people in it. Uh, Maura Maura Kelly, uh, who is. Uh, from the West wing and some other movies and stuff. Um, yeah, tons of good people in it. It has a Rotten Tomatoes score of zero percent. Whoa. Wow. Okay. okay. This is a movie that I turned on late at night. I saw all these good people in it. I'd forgotten about hearing about it ever. I was like, this is fucking crazy. It is like, it is like they cast it. Like, like the script was really good. And they were like, this is going to be the breakout role, like Dazed and Confused, And like those types of movies were, where they just like chock full of people that like, all hit it big, right? But it's a, it's a piece of shit. And I, I had to skip around so much because it's so god awful. Yeah. So then afterwards, you know, I watched this movie mostly. I watched like half of it. I'm skipping around, whatever. And I'm like, this is disjacent and confused and it's not any good. And I'm like, who directed this? And if you go click on her name, it's, it's Jess Bond, uh, is her name. She's done this and like one other movie, uh, like 2007 okay. and like one in like 2018. Or whatever But her original name is Jessica Manafort And that's how she was listed on the credits And she is Paul Manafort's daughter Oh shit (laughs) Mind blown (laughs) So fucking weird That like really opened all of this up I think, And now you get to
1: be a a fan of both of them.
0: Right? Exactly. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I know that I've heard things about his daughters coming out and, like, saying kind of what a piece of shit he is or, Mm -hmm. like, that he was, like, doing some really dirty dealings at least. I don't know if she was one of them. I think there's, like, another younger daughter that might have said that stuff. But Mm -hmm. it was really weird to, like, hear that stuff and follow all this Manafort drama with Trump and then go back and watch this movie that ended up being directed by his daughter – who I would imagine through that role, he has like financial ties. I was like, that's how this movie was probably made, right? Like yeah. 0%, it's like a copy of a beloved classic and it's not <laughs> any good. But then I was like, the script had to have been good because it got so many good people on it. But she, she wrote it too. She wrote it, directed it, produced it. So maybe it was a good script. Maybe her dad did help her. I don't know. But it is such a weird time capsule of a movie that – uh it's just very strange to see all of these huge people that I know in this movie that like nobody's ever heard of and they're not good in it. And (laughs) it is not good. It's very strange. So, uh, yeah, uh, don't recommend it. And I would not go seek it out, but a very strange journey that I went on that night watching that movie.
1: Mm -hmm. So add it to your prime lists, you know, be Mm -hmm. sure to, to watch it immediately. Uh, I wasn't listening to you talk Uh, I I can only assume that you were recommending this
0: I Yeah you can go with that you go ahead and watch it Brad you'll love it You're gonna love it (laughs) Support the Manaforts you know Yeah support the Manaforts Absolutely so My voice is uh, going My throat is parched My drink is almost gone and Mm. that is all That I have to catch up With pop culture today
1: Much like Bird Box your voice is a little hoarse there you go. Mm-hmm. That's a little horse. That's how we bring it back. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. That's
0: good. I yeah. like that.
1: And again, not like a pony, but a little horse. Sure. You know? Old baby, little horse.
0: <laughs> what that's you get it. What was the Dilian seed, maybe is those little mm-hmm. baby people were gonna ride in on the horses. That's the connection. Maybe. Yeah, little horses, yeah. Mm-hmm. A Little horses. Mm-hmm. Makes all sense now.
1: <laughs> that's the sequel. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> yeah.
1: Don't taste anything. You'll be in grave danger. <laughs> Watch out for little horses.
0: The sequel everybody's been clamoring for. Clamoring
1: for. Ooh, clomping for. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. Critics say nay.
0: That was a good
1: one. Oh, it really got me. Oh, boy. Awesome. All right, guys. So we are going to call the show here because it's been a long one yet again. Yep. Uh, but... As always, you can contact us via email at letstalkaboutstuffpodcast at gmail.com. Send us us your roasts, and we will read those on episode 100, which is Um, coming just around the corner. Will I be dead by that point? Mm, We'll see. No promises. Um, And you can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAspod, and follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter. At Stephen Fisher 22, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. So for next week, we are diving back into the car fighting genre. Yes. And we're going to watch 2015's Furious Seven, Paul Walker's final uh, Fast and Furious oh. movie. And uh, yeah, That's get sad. the tissues ready. Two reasons. Yeah, for. T- <laughs> you beat me to
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad to hear. Uh, yeah. yeah, I forgot you mentioned that the other week. Um, mm. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to keep going with the series. It's, uh, it's just getting crazier and crazier.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. goddamn lootly. Oh, my God. All right. So did you have anything else you wanted to add before we close out this ep- episode?
0: Yeah, Sorry. you know, I got like five more things to talk about. That's okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, uh, I think I'll think i call it there. Uh, I actually even lopped off two things that I was going to talk about earlier that were smaller, and I'm just like, <laughs> I can't can't keep going anymore uh maybe i'll hit yeah. them back up eventually so yeah sure. this was a this was a great episode i thought it was really fun i liked <laughs> finally getting all that off my chest Whew, i've been saving that up for weeks
1: he's had it pent up and yes. you haven't written any of it down it's just going no. off of your memory <laughs> yeah and uh you just repeat it to yourself at night as you're going to sleep just so mm-hmm. you don't forget it
0: i don't i don't want to let you down or mm-hmm. the listeners you know what i mean yeah. so no. here for you guys but yeah, that's all I got. Anything else for you, sir? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, forget it. Alright, well until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Yeah, let's talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Somebody put that bird in a box. I feel like I should do like I need to like <laughs> horse noises, noises, and coconuts.
1: Listen to "Let's Talk About Stuff" <laughs> on, on your favorite podcast app. <laughs> All right, you
0: want gonna stop it there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Brent, you are indeed frozen right now. Oh, um, I can hear you, but uh, you're just. Steven, if you can, can you can see? You hey, hear you came me? back. You came back. Oh, you were doing oh, this. I have to do this. All I have to do is sing. Mm, that work, I don't know why, but yeah. you hate musicals, but there you go. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: Hey, let's see here. So since we are recording on a different day than normal, mm. um, and today has significance in pop culture, it being May 4th and all, mm-hmm. and there being a particular phrase that's associated with that, mm-hmm. I say we just do that phrase as the sync. Okay word or words today.
0: You're editing, so sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. And you know you know the phrase, right?
0: Yeah, it's a just like part of the
1: thing, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah Got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, so let us sync on three. One, two, three.
0: May the f- live long One. and prosper. oh Brent. What? Oh Brent.
1: Phaser noise. <laughs>
0: Don't do this to me. That hurts my heart. Scotty! <laughs> Everybody loves Scotty in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Best character. Mm. Spock. You know. <laughs> They're like Pokemon. They say their own
1: names. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um,
0: I think uh, we should redo that. Uh, I didn't realize what okay. you were doing. You didn't realize what I was doing. Um, so we're doing... It? <laughs> I mean, if you want to, we just jump in. We've got a lot to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) This is starting off well, though. Especially uh, recording on a different day. That's always... uh, Look, it'll
1: be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Look, nobody... We're, what, 93 episodes in Mm -hmm. at this point? Like, people have given us plenty of chances. They know it's not going to get better at this point. You know? It absolutely is
0: what it is. I think... I don't know, Brett. Sometimes I think, like, 101 episodes starting there... We're mm-hmm. just gonna skyrocket, man. We're gonna start getting tens more listeners. Ooh, so, tens!
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I'm it's nervous. Let me
0: good. <laughs> We're in double digits. <laughs> We're new new listeners. Um, do you wanna do want sync again so you actually can uh, edit this well?
1: Uh oh. Mm. Yeah, I guess that mm. works.
0: I. <laughs> I I think we should do uh, in honor of two Star Wars newses, uh, good and a bad. Uh, okay. Uh, we got. Today it's May the Fourth that we're recording. It's May the Fourth, be with mm-hmm. you. Uh, yeah. And also, unfortunately, our uh, beloved Chewbacca actor Peter Mayhew died. So I think we've done this before, but I think we should do a Chewbacca growl.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good that's one. Cool. Let me uh, let me slam ready? a little bit of a cherry coke, down oh, dumbagola, yeah. to uh, loosen up those those uh, Wookie cords. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. in my throat. they're extra.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Loosen up. Okay. Assess the asses. Is that what it is? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stephen
1: Fisher juggles oxen. All right. Pantomime in the pollen <laughs> is perilous. Is that one new? Yeah, that's a new that's one. That's good. Wow. Where'd that come oh, from? Yeah, I've, got a whole, uh, I've got a book. I've got a book <laughs> okay. that I wrote. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fuckin I'll let you sweet. in on it. All right, R- thanks. Around, man. <laughs> around episode 101. Yeah, you know, I think it's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chewbacca Growl mm-hmm. on three. One, two, three.
0: <laughs> man, my, my audio just bites like a motherfucker does that every Did time. That? I <laughs> <laughs> That's going to sound great. You love Tim Allen <laughs> as Tim the Toolman
1: Man Taylor. What happens when Tim Allen. Dies. Oh, uh, uh. exactly. <laughs> <laughs>